When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. So I came to the studio to do the friend zone, but before we got in the studio, we went live on Facebook and we chatted with y'all. Y'all gave us feedback and we heard y'all. So in the coming weeks, you'll move your feet to a new beat while we tackle new topics that you gave us. And it's the hot new shit. And I don't give a fuck that I'm cursing cause this is a hard rated R. Like Girls Trip, that was a hard R. So go see that movie and come back and tell us what you think and we'll be groovy with the hottest and latest in wellness and kick it off right yeah them shoes look cute huh dustin ain't that right i'll take the beat and you can just move the seats of the people Listening, going. I got it, I got it. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. (laughs) I really wish I would really love you, but at this point, I really can't say. (laughs) See, when I met you, your breath was funky, and we ain't even gonna start on your monkey. But I loved you anyway And I still said hey Until you got in my car And passed gas That's when I knew you Really was T-Rash And that your mama Could be no damn better But I said that's okay I really like her Hey, T's a good In that koozie sweater That rhyme with better but you forgot about that Because you got caught up in this here jazzy ass rap But we just want you to have a good time This is the friend zone, feel free to unwind <laughs> Frequency uh, Word to Ibadu Y'all are on today A little something, something. <sighs> I had music on my heart. 
was so funny. And leave you with a heavy heart. <laughs> Shout out to Meek Millie dropping a good album for once he did something good. You know, Meek, he, believe it or not, the album is called Wins and Losses now. Smart. I thought... You know, he was just opening the door and rolling out the red carpet for me to crack jokes. <laughs> and then I put play. The album is good. Meek Mill's album is damn good. The his boy press is rapping. run has been good. He's yeah. been very vulnerable mm-hmm. and nice. honest. Shout yeah. out to Fashion Nova. What, they Meek sponsored been, him? He's been sharp. He's been shitty sharp in every picture I've seen. He had on <gasps> some flooding Gucci jeans. and Stop. You know, everything is fitted and curvaceous. Okay. I thought he was wearing curvato. Uh, well, you know, shout out to an artist's work speaking for it. Yeah, so, he looks so. great. I mean, the clothes was fresh. It just was like, whoa, that's Meek Mill. I thought it was Fashion Nova. I thought he had an ad. You know how they be putting hashtag ad and Fashion Nova clothes? I thought that's what he was doing, but it was just him. That would have been interesting. Shout out to Meek Mill. The album is great. Great! I'm going to check that out. Hi, guys. How are you doing, friend? I'm good. You know, when I first saw your sweatshirt and I saw that pink V, I thought of something completely different. I was like, oh my God, Voltron. Oh, no, I'm not that cool. (laughs) (laughs) She's even cooler cooler than that. Right. (laughs) Right. It's that prince. Yes, this is my vanity. Okay. Vanity six. My vanity six. What a cool friend for those who are trying to make sense of this. Well, if you saw us on Facebook Live, you saw it. Ooh, Ooh. they got a bonus treat. Shout out to everybody that watches us on Facebook Live. Yeah, and if you don't follow us on Facebook, that's facebook.com forward slash the friend zone podcast. We actually posted the live show so you can go back and watch it if you missed it. That's right. We care. <laughs> we got y'all. Shout out to Insecure. <laughs> oh, God. Also, welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Who in the hell wants Rhetorical a musty question brain. then. And before we start, let's put our hands together for Dustin Ross. Oh, Dustin Frederick wow. Ross. You guys. You guys are so kind. That's my you Go best so friend. Kind. You guys are so kind. Go best friend. Hey. Go best friend. Thank Go you best so friend. much. Hey. Uh, Dustin, Red you are so damn cute. Thank you so much, How did it feel when you watched yourself and you knew that the world was watching you too? It was really surreal. It was really cool. It's addictive. It's a high. I a can really only imagine. And um, I don't know. I was just really proud of that work. I'm um, really, really grateful to Issa Rae for even considering somebody like me for an opportunity like that and that sort of visibility. Um, that was something that was not missed. So shout out to Issa Rae. Thank you yes. so, so much for the opportunity. Amazing. And whenever you want to play again, I'll be in the <laughs> sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Crystal because our yes. podcast, the official <laughs> recap podcast, Insecurity, went live earlier today. Well, by the time you guys listen, I should say yesterday. Right? So you can find that on the the Apple Podcast, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, our Heart Radio, everywhere that you get your podcasts. And once again, thank you to Issa Rae for giving us a job. That's right. And just putting us on and and bringing all of these people on with her. Yes. So dope of her. (laughs) Super dope. I can't wait to get a check from Issa Rae either. (laughs) You're like, I'm not. Okay, I I, I'm next, okay? And you know, they say the third time is the charm. So, Issa, if you're listening, okay, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Right? So many blessings. How were your weekends? Awesome. My Amazing. weekend was great, too. Because you saw Girls Trip without me. I won't take it personal. Damn, you let the cat out of the 
Back. <laughs> so Sante that snuck and went and seen Girls you Damn know, Trip. So do y'all want to go see Girls Trip tomorrow? Actually, I, I, I want to see it. Yeah, so I'm down. Whenever actually. y'all, we want should to. we should all go see it tomorrow. Oh yeah, yes, it's a movie that I must see again. That's I'm how hearing great that it was, is hysterical. So. Like I've never seen one movie get so many positive reviews. So it must be That's something. My <laughs> it's amazing to see Queen Latifah and Jada Pinky back on the screen together. Right. Okay. <laughs> Set it off. Right. Look at um, Stoney and uh, who else? <laughs> Um, Mo was it Mo? No. no Cleo 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 That's Cleo why. what the what hell is wrong with Mo us from? because my sister my sister's name is Mo and we used to call her Cleo when she was younger when she used to get her hair done like that because so, she used to look like set it off so Mo is Cleo I know. used to be first of all it is a little known black history fact that the set it off soundtrack is amazing yeah it okay? is they are so many good songs on that soundtrack but I used to be obsessed with that Bone Thugs and Harmony song um, that they had the video for I can't even think of the name of it um, but you know what song I'm talking yeah. about I come into my world and you can see that we are more than thugs more than thugs <laughs> more than thugs more than can thugs. I just say every time I think of Bone Thugs and Harmony and we're gonna get right back to mm-hmm. that how mm-hmm. funny it is that they did that song with Phil Collins Oh, yeah, it's genius. Oh, my God. Like, like Bone what a combo. Thugs and Harmony. I think it's legends working with legends, you know? Bone Thugs they and have, Harmony are here. They have a out. huge following. They have an impact. <laughs> like, like the way that they were rapping East 1999 Eternal. Okay, <laughs> Cleveland is the city that we come from, so run right. Come on now. Shout out to Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony was the shit. And I'll tell you what, if Escape can pull it together, Bone... Y'all to get y'all some pumice stones, some loofahs, some some oh, um, some t- some Oster T outliner clippers, edgers. This? You know, <laughs> a couple pressing cones, maybe a bath bomb. <laughs> I don't know, but just pull it together because bo- it's a place for Bone Thugs and Harmony in the musical bath landscape bomb. today. Remember this song with Mariah? Oh my God! Um, break, break down. Ooh, that was my me song. Down. And what about but for the for the other Bone fans that know some of the album cuts? Shout out to Bud Smokers Only. That was a huge underground hit for Bone Thugs and Harmony. It was great. Bone, they need How to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Flat out, Bone Thugs. You and know Harmony what? They the actually might already fame. have something. They might already have. Anyway, something. <laughs> shout out to Bone. Well, I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. How was it, friend? It was incredible. It was drum. Travis oh, Scott. This is good. Yes, Drum and Travis Scott opened up. Um, and Two Chains came out. Hey. Oh my God, what a show. Yo, I was so hyped. And Travis Scott was on this bird, this like concu- I don't know, it was this like um this uh wooden mechanical thing bird so thing a that was like flying. <laughs> His bird was in the trap. They so he was right. the label. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know, Two Chains is so live, yo. He came on stage and the audience erupted that's beautiful he's just so dope he had a dope ass sweatsuit too that I want to know what it is because I want it (laughs) he looks so fly man he's so fly but Kendrick is amazing it was amazing it was uh Kung Fu Kenny was like the theme so I know you would have been living yeah, look, I'm sitting here like, I kept wow. saying it the Wonderland. whole time I was like Asante would be in heaven right now with <laughs> wow. the visuals and he had like a lot of Asian influence so it was really cool but it was a great concert if you haven't seen him live he is incredible he's so hyper and all the songs and just the performance and the elements you know like the the lighting elements. and the smoke and everything it was very dope 
He's wow. so dope and so talented. Yeah, and thank you to Jade because Jade's the one that was like, "You want to come with me?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> hey. I wouldn't have gone to a Kendrick Lamar concert, <laughs> but she was like, "Come!" And then we saw Fury there too. Dope. Yeah, we bumped into him, so that was cute. That's lit. Good. Okay, yeah, you had a lit weekend, okay. friend. My knees were hurting. Y'all know I'm old. <laughs> all that standing. I don't Shit, usually come for it. opening acts, so that's a lot of hours. That was all that Millie rocking. I know you was Millie rocking your <laughs> you ass off, friend. <laughs> and already, after you said that that's Millie too rock. open, they got... <laughs> They already got big ass catalog Cardi. on catalog, so how the hell you at the stay for them opening? I'm telling you, my knees hurt. It was like 10 hours <laughs> straight. Shit. And this, it had to be. they're all incredible artists, right. so you're like jumping up and down. We were literally like a mini mosh pit. <laughs> that energy, man. Yeah, that was incredible. But That's that was up. my weekend. What about yours, Dustin? I had a good weekend. Um, I went to, me and Fury actually went to, me, Fury, and Carrie of Carrie's Get Corner, out. actually. Carrie's we went to, um, <laughs> yeah, we went to uh, Chef Roble's Everyday People Party. It was downtown oh, this time. I haven't time. been in so long. It was at the South Street um, Seaport at the Watermark Bar. Oh, really, shit. really cool. Um, shout out to everybody that was there and gave a lot of love to the Friend Zone. You guys got a lot of love there. Yay. Um It was really, really dope. So that was fun. I worked this weekend, got a whole bunch of things done. I went to the laundromat. Word, that was me too. You know, I always do that and I be feeling like I'm smuggling a dead body or something. I be nervous walking <laughs> to the laundromat because I be having so many clothes. I don't want nobody to mistake the laundry bag for, you know, because I live, you know, it's New York City. You yeah. see any damn thing. Yo, That's I'm actually kind of dead that you're bringing up a laundromat because I have a story. <laughs> oh, do you? This Man. dude that I curved in my <laughs> building, right? This is... He was, I was coming into the laundry room. And if you live in New York, most of us have laundry rooms in the basement of our buildings. Um, So I'm coming in with my laundry and he was in there and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, because it's just that awkward, like, hey, how are you? Good. Mm. Why? I put in my load to wash and when I'm, I go back upstairs and then when I'm coming back, he's mm-hmm. leaving and he like smiles at me in this weird smirky way. And I was like, what did he do? <laughs> like, I just sensed oh, no. it. Why did this mofo spread his clothing out to all the dryers? What? Eight dryers. Excuse and he literally me? had like two loads and he spread them all. So when I went to put my clothes in the dryer, I had to wait for him to come back downstairs wow. and he didn't come back for like two hours wow okay so next time and I really wanted to just take his shit out but yeah. I don't like when people touch my stuff and right. take it out so I was like let me not let right. me not do you're that right, can you right, believe right. he did <laughs> I should have known that damn smile <sighs> what, what a man so petty sometimes that's what some a bullshit. Loser. I hope all his shit shrunk in the dryer too. I hope the dryers <laughs> was too hot and burn everything up. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I hope he had it. bed bugs and he didn't get them out any fucking way. It was just me and him. So when I went to the dryers, I was like, wait, why the fuck? What? And then he gonna smile like And that. he gonna smile when he walked past me like, got you, bitch. <laughs> that's what a loser. Anyway, that's why I'm dying and you bringing up the laundromat. I hope his pipes bust. <laughs> you can take that however you Yo, want. Yo, two hours. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be like 30 minutes waiting. But anyways, what a that loser. was my weekend story. <laughs> well, I did this weekend spend some time at the Pompette Wine Shop. Ooh, um, what's on, up, Mo? On Sunday, we did Barrels for Change. Um, if you could not make it out and you actually want to learn more about the organization, it's barrelsforchange.org. Um Barrels for Change is a nonprofit, and they're basically trying to um, end some healthcare disparities out in Nevis. So, if you want some more information on that, just don't be afraid to go on to barrelsforchange.org and 
B-A-R-R-E? B-A-R-R-E-L-S-F-O-R-C-H-A-N-G-E dot O-R-G. Dot org, okay. That's right. So thank you. So you better go find something out. (laughs) And your ass is to click and the mouse is... Okay. The mice. Get some keyboards a key in, and the mice is a mice. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to being at the Pompet Wine Shop. Yes. More events to come there soon. Yeah, y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Let's well, basically, jump in. <laughs> basically. Let's start with you this week, friend. What do you got over there in SoundCloud land? <laughs> well, for those who may have missed it, so we gotta encourage them to go back and listen. Yeah. Last week's show was called The Price Is Right, where we discussed those uh amazing talented artists who are currently on tour with R. Kelly and we discussed when does your integrity and your moral values, when do they get a little blurred? Is there a price, which is why we call it The Price is Right? Is there a price? Do you have a price that kind of makes you second guess the morals that you've created for yourself? And of course, as usual, you guys had a lot to say. A lot. A A lot. lot. (laughs) (laughs) As Dustin would say, stink after stink after stink. (laughs) Uh, no, y'all were cool about it. It's cool. But you said I'll go first this time. So Seabeard on SoundCloud said, I lost a lot of family in a short amount of time. And it's only me now raising my little brother. My personal morality would definitely take a backseat if it meant giving him things I never had. Or the financial comfort to go to whichever schools he wanted to go to and pursue a specific dream. I believe sometimes things can outweigh your morality and that's not always wrong. And I had to read her comment because she is the exact reason that I mind my business (laughs) and I don't judge. And I said that very clearly last week. We don't know people's situations. We don't know where people's moral values come from. And we don't know why they're choosing to trump those, no pun intended, to trump those moral values. We just don't know. And because you don't know someone's life story, it's never your place to decide whether or not what they're doing is right or wrong. That's why I mind my business. There were a couple of you that were rubbed uh, the wrong way because I kept saying I mind my own business. Um, I think you felt that, you know, we should be angrier at the women, but... This comment is exactly what I'm saying. So that stood out to me, and I thought it was a very important point that was shared. What about you, Asante? What stood out to you? Surprisingly enough, there were multiple emails about uh, the subject here of June's diary. Man, her fan base been been getting at us. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to start here because, you know, we do... I I particularly just be calling them girls, even though I know the history of said lady, so let me excuse myself (laughs) on saying such. But this one comes from Aiden, and it says, Hey, y'all, I've noticed that you keep referring to this group as kids, but please know that half of the group is... Have we? I have not. That's why I said girls in particular. Yeah. But maybe kids happened. Maybe it did not. I, I I don't know about that. I might have shit. What's up? But either, either which way, <laughs> please know half of the group is 28, 30 years old, and the other half is 20 to 23. They are not 18 and 19. Definitely grown women, especially the two older women. And they do have original music. Ain't one of the girls in the camp 23? What is the Camp 23? No, isn't one of the girls that was in the camp. The stories that came out last week about R. Kelly. Oh, and, oh, oh and his cult. One, one of them girls, 20. I yeah, think the cult, most of them bad. are, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. Oh, okay. 
And you know what? And, oh, we, and the honestly, fact that you I, were, if I, unless I'm remembering it wrong, we were referring to their fan base. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And bringing young because the girls entire to point, the show. Absolutely. The entire point of having a group age range between 20 to 30 is to get younger women to come out. To have people to look up to. That's why they got And that's why it's so important to even talk about them and mention the young kids that they influence. Mm -hmm. Because they may not make music that is age appropriate because, you know, ain't nobody gonna sell Lance to an eight year old or a 15 year old or something. But those are the ones out here listening to those songs. So if you wanna stand corrected on the age of the women, uh, it's still not appropriate. And that's also really 28 and 30 is young. Why are you acting like. And what I mean by not appropriate, on R. Kelly's on social media, uh, at like at R. Kelly on Twitter or whatever the hell it is, they put up a video and it was like one of those little video diary things of him having like a backstage talk. And it's him, uh, cameras, June's diary on the side. And he's talking about how he had some dream or something less than after Michelle Obama. I'm like, I want to fuck my Michelle Obama what? in front of them. And I said, this is disgusting. Who in his camp said... This Let's is put that, this out. What the like, hell? Like, this is cool. This is a, a cute little clip to put out and show. Oh, uh, but the fact that they were even sitting with him, like, being schooled by him. First of all, Cringe. don't be talking about Michelle Obama like that either. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're going to clean that shit up. Now, you can you can talk about other things. And then post it, though. Don't be talking about Michelle Obama in that nasty, negative way. That's the cleanest... Listen, you're about to piss me off talking think, about Michelle Obama. You would think don't Chicago... Don't be disrespecting her. <laughs> You would think right. she could, would right. have she, some respect. She didn't pull it up. Michelle, <laughs> shit. She <laughs> will pull up on R. Kelly like, what the fuck was said? Oh my God. We out of there. We ain't at 1600 no more. What's <laughs> <Look>. up? <laughs> What's good? I got time. With a Toya Wright bedheads. <laughs> a Toya Wright bedheads bonnet, a bling bonnet on. <laughs> Talking about What's good? What's up? And some all white K Swiss. Shout out to Karen Civil for that K Swiss partnership. Yes. It's lit. They folk, they feature the, her and oh, Coco and Breezy. The, the Karen oh, Shout out to them too. Yes. I like to call them the Karen Swiss. Okay, okay the Karen Swiss. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? Anger, apparently. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, man, it just pissed me off. <laughs> anyway, really shout out to um, the cast off. of Black Panther. Um, the Black Panther yes. movie actually tweeted a short video clip of the cast of Marvel Studios Black Panther reacting to seeing the exclusive Hall H footage for the first time oh, at the San Diego so Comic Con. And the way that Lupita Nyong'o was dancing <laughs> on that stage and the way that the actors were so proud and just jubilant over their work and seeing it for the first time, it got me even more excited about the movie. So shout out to Black Panther. From that, we had the offshoot. There was a tweet from the one and only Claude Kelly of Lewis York Music, of legendary songwriting fame, of legendary BFF status fame with none other than the Francesca of (laughs) HeyFriendHey.com. Claude Kelly tweeted that, because I had tweeted or whatever that, you know, Black Panther was going to be a February moment at the movies and I was going to yes. dress up and wear a fur and yes. I was going to sit brown liquor. Serious? Yeah, I'm going to do that. This is like, we getting dressed. Yeah. But I'm dressing up I think to I'm, go see Black Panther. Like, I want to look like Harlem Knight. And then it's Black History I'm gonna Month. Be, I'm going to be a nerd and actually Legend. do cosplay. So. Oh, cute. That's dope. Because they need black cosplay. You know, that's the thing. We need that's kind of what I'm doing, thing. too, kind of. I mean, you, you know but saying? you are definitely celebrating it and making it an affair. So you, I mean, you it's know, still important. 
I'm doing cosplay too, but I'm gonna be um, Sugar from uh, Harlem Nights. Ooh. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Richard Pryor from Harlem Nights. That's how I'm be dressed at uh, Black Panther. <laughs> Shit. But anyway, so I had tweeted that that's what I was gonna do, and so Claude Kelly responded and he tweeted that he was going in Harlem in an old-school stretch limo with an S-curl and a double-breasted suit. Oh, my God. So, basically, me and Claude going to see Black Panther. Yeah. Me and Claude going to see Black Panther together, and it's going to be a moment at the movies, and everybody needs to go sneak food and liquor into the movies. Buy the tickets, though. Don't sneak people into the the movies. Buy the ticket. Don't don't look for it on your fire stick. Get up and go. Get up and go to this movie. And even if you do watch it on your fire stick, go online and buy a ticket to the movie. Even if you yes. don't feel like going, yeah, just absolutely. buy the ticket right. and absolutely. then, you know, watch it on your fire stick. Because look how Girls Trip apparently, like, didn't they beat Superman? Is it not Superman? They beat Spider-Man. out Spider-Man. Yep, they beat Woo. everybody They out. beat out, like, major, major films. You know, so it says a lot. That. I ain't never seen nobody kill a bug like a black woman now. <laughs> so I knew that wasn't going to be a problem. I knew they was going to wear Spider-Man out, okay? <laughs> I knew that was squished, okay? Slippery, okay? Anyway, um, I would also like to give a shout-out to... Um, I would like to give a shout out to at ReLoverX, R-I-H-L-U-V-E-R-X, who tweeted, when James joint transitions to kiss it better. So this tweet oh. was a video clip that a video clip that represented the transition of those two songs on Rihanna's anti-album. Mm-hmm. And in the video, it's a clip of these two black girls in, in a ride at a, an amusement park, and it's spinning out of control, and one of the girls' wig flies off, and her <laughs> eyes get really big, and the music is playing as the clip is playing. It's genius and also on-point accurate, <laughs> because that's exactly how you feel. Those are two of the best moments on that album. Shout-out so, to James Fauntleroy. Shout-out yeah. to James Fauntleroy. Shout-out to James James Fauntleroy, you know, it's a lot more I could say. Sensei. But, you know, shout out to everybody. I have fun. One last tweet that I do want (laughs) to shout out um, from Tay Che, T A Y C H A Y underscore, who tweeted that this guy (laughs) looked like a hood angel who came back to tell his homie that his treat's not worth it. Because this other guy at Six Maw, S I X M A U, tweeted can't nobody tell me shit with my do-rag on and there's pictures of him wearing all white with a do-rag <laughs> standing in front like of a window heavenly glow, so there's a though. heavenly right. glow so he really does look like a hood angel coming back down look it's talking about Bone Thugs and Harmony that's the crossroads that's video. The, cross, the man with the black eye the black pupil <laughs> oh my god oh, I shout out to Uncle Charles God damn, I miss my uncle oh my Charles, God. y'all. This is about that? to be the it bone always, appreciation episode. It would always come out after TLC's Waterfalls. Oh, right. It always. always those two back to back. Deep, pray, deep. Pray, when music pray, meant something, okay? Every day, every day, every day, every day. Okay, so y'all ready for this week's show? I just yeah, have one definitely. more thing to say. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, because Carrie's Corner really lit me up. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't see whatever this Brandy video is that happened. I did. A Brandy video? Okay, so can you give us backstory on the video, on what it is? Real quick, before this be another 36-hour fucking episode. Right. Okay. Because just look at this brand. Long story short, Brandy has been involved in a long-going internet beef with the songwriter T.C. Um, Tyon oh, Christian. What? They beefing? T.C. is a songwriter. Yes. No, very songwriter T.C. Very, very talented songwriter. Um, lots of good places. Yes. Whatever. 
Um, they're involved in a beef that used to be really, really good friends. He screenshotted a text oh, that she had sent him and posted it where she was really ripping him to shreds because he thought that she was um, saying something subliminally to him because I refused to say throwing shade because they didn't took that. So now I just don't say it. <laughs> right. I never really said it anyway. You really ain't never really heard me say it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's But like still, a, like, uh-uh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can't have it. I don't right. give a damn how much I use it. Right. Anyway, so she said something subliminally insulting to him. And so he responded by by saying whatever he said. And posted a, a video of her insulting some it just mess mess. Mm. So Brandy posted a video of her in concert. Of course she's going the extra the green mile with it. So she posted a video of her recent concert performance where she's like erratically moving and pointing back and forth and she just looks ridiculous like she's having muscle spasms in the moment. And so instead of performing <laughs> and so people have taken it and made gifts oh, and now it's a whole didn't joke. Didn't she know that was gonna happen? <sighs> She With? don't care. Apparently, she said she's unafraid. She said she ain't even afraid of no ghost. She literally tweeted that. I hear she that, though. Shit. No With all of that said, Carrie tweeted <laughs> gift Carrie, no. of this performance <laughs> with quotes of one said, of Atlanta's very own, unfortunately, Marta Girl. And it says, I'm going to beat your ass on this train. We on the Marta. I'm finna do my thing. The reason this is funny is because Brandy's movements coincide with what you know the rhythm of that chant to be. Marta Girl is a whole nother story in and of itself. <laughs> and then he goes on the quote again. You thought I couldn't freestyle on you, boo? You owe everybody an apology for your shit, ho. That's uh, my spoken word version of One Marta Girl. Oh, my God. And we're done. We can go ahead and get started. (laughs) Now, for those of you who don't know what Marta Girl is, just Google that, and it'll make perfect sense. I promise you. And that's not a broken promise. promise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right, so... Uh, the topic, <laughs> I'm like, how do you segue after promise, promise? So the topic this week is actually was inspired by the conversations that uh, came about after last week's topic, right. which is, you know, when there's so much going on in the world, so many different uh, tragedies, so many different scandals, so much heartache, just a lot to deal with. Not even just the government, but things that are happening, like even with our Kelly case. And now people are talking about Usher. And it's just, oh, every week mm, it's something mm, different. Mm. Yeah, that was another intense story. But one thing that you learn the older you get, and obviously maybe not always the older you get, because age ain't nothing but a number. But Shout out to Jeff Sessions, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> that perfect right. example. Word to Coretta, God um, rest her soul. Oh, that way. But minding your business is the key to success. It's mm. the way to get where you're going to get when you... Uh, cultivate your energy and focus it on yourself and where you're trying to go, that's the easiest, quickest route. Everyone knows that. It's the hardest route because we're so distracted, but it's the way to do it. So we were trying to figure out, even with a lot of you who were frustrated because we weren't angry enough last week um, at the women that are on tour with him or enabling him. Supporting R. Kelly. Right, which totally valid points. Um, But... We were talking about what's the line, though, between minding your business so that you can get where you need to go and becoming an apathetic person that is just literally, like, emotionless and cut off 
uh, from the world, which sometimes you have to do because it's just too much, especially on the Internet, when you're on the Internet, on Twitter. The news cycle is overwhelming if you were to stick to, you know, getting emotionally caught up in the different things happening. But what's the line? What's the line between focusing on yourself but not tuning out the rest of the world? How do you do that? How do you pick and choose what to worry about? Or do you? I'm learning how to do that right now. I think I just said the other day on Twitter, like, sorry, I haven't really been interacting because I've been trying my hardest not to tweet. Ne- like, I, I just feel like tweeting only negative shit. So I was like, all right, well, just don't even tweet at all since you're just going to do negative shit. Because it's like enough to get onto the Internet and then be hit with, you know, every day the news itself is just always some bullshit. You can turn on the regular ass TV and see it's some bullshit happening in New York fucking city. It's always something. So like to get on Twitter and then see bullshit and then to add to that, I was like, all right, let me just remove myself from this part of the conversation and see how that affects. And it's also been like trying to rethink and reprogram myself to say positive things to myself on a daily basis, let alone taking in positive things or even trying to figure out a way to create a space where it's mostly positive shit so I can mind my own business. Because I feel like the moment you give negativity to a situation, you make it negative. Even if it's something that's actually fucking shitty. And part of that might be just a defense mechanism to disconnect. And I think that might be why why I still like shop at Walmart and shit, you know? Like, you know, in the bigger picture, what you're doing, hurting people or business and third world country and all that shit. But then you don't want to think about it in that moment because you want to think about convenience and how you could potentially give back somewhere else. And then it's just kind of like an overload. So I still, I like find myself like every day struggling to be okay with what I'm doing as far as that's concerned. Like, and it's a hard balance to find, especially in New York City, feeling like everything's coming at you 10 million miles a a moment anyway. Yeah, we're staying afloat as an art. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What about you, Dustin? I think that minding your business is essential, and I just operate my life. Um, I don't know. I just operate along with that code. You know what I mean? Where I come from, that's what you do. You mind your own business, and when I've seen problems arise or, you know, challenges come into play, it's been when people have done the opposite, and blatantly so. And it's also terribly offensive for someone to intrude upon things that are you know, you would deem your business. So I'm the type of person where if I know that something is not good or doesn't feel good for me, I try my best not to ever make anybody else feel like that. So I mind my damn business, and I expect the same. Some things, if it doesn't matter to me, if if it's not relevant to me, if it doesn't impact me, you know, in one way or another, anyone that I am concerned about it impacting, why would I involve myself? Why? Where that line gets blurry is when it comes to because naturally we're good people, so we don't want to see anybody wronged or we don't want to see anybody taken advantage of, you know, or brought harm to. So when do you intervene? What do you what do you choose to intervene, to, you know, to intervene with or whatever? Like, how do you determine what is okay for you to involve yourself in that you may not have been a part of? And for me, it's just a case-by-case basis. In general, I mind my own business. There are some times where you see an opportunity to help someone or to provide a service that somebody needs. That's when you can interject and say, hey, not my you know area, but I'd like to offer this. That's one thing. But being nosy, having an opinion, you know, you know off-passing judgment, you know, that's, that. yeah, that's not ever okay to me. 
period. It's just not. And I also don't feel like I have to have an opinion on something just because it may be right or wrong. Right. I'm not obligated to, well, I got to speak on this and say this about it just because I know that that's how it is. I don't have to say any damn thing about anything if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. We can talk about something totally different. And what I think people should concern themselves with is why it's important to them that I do or that someone else does. If you are a fair thinker and if you've done your work and your research before you formed an opinion, it shouldn't matter to you at all what anyone else thinks. Look how you've often said, friend, I am my source. Mm -hmm. I try shit myself and I come up with how I feel about it and that's how I move. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That that same logic and that school of thought can be, you know, applied to a lot of different things in life. And I wish a lot of people would. And that's the nice way of saying, you know, beep, 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 beep. You know what I'm saying? And I think y'all know what's getting beeped out. See, I think it's a delicate dance because on the one hand, like, and we actually were having a conversation about this earlier. Each one of us, and it ties back to this young lady's comment, the Seabeard's comment on SoundCloud. Each one of us is battling so much Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Like, and not even to get into our, like, stories about what we're battling because that's not even, like, the relevant point. But it's more so to wake up in the morning and decide to be productive and positive and to just, like, get through the day as best as you can is already a challenge in in and of itself for a lot of us for different reasons. So when I say I mind my business, it doesn't mean that I'm on a couch, like, smoking a spliff watching Netflix. Minding my business to me is talking myself through my day so that I can be a healthy positive contribution when I walk outside of my door. That's That's what minding my business is. Because imagine, and I've said this before, how different the world would be if everyone made that decision every morning. If everyone made the decision to focus on whatever's eating at them, whatever they haven't handled or confronted and had those conversations and Uh, close those doors or open those doors, whatever it is that you need to do to handle your business. Imagine if everyone just did that. You know, we'd have a lot less issues in the world so that you wouldn't even have to be concerned about what X, Y, and Z are doing. So it's difficult because while you are focusing on yourself, trying to stay afloat with all the bullshit that you have to uh, finesse and navigate on a daily basis, people will view you like you're apathetic because you're not online you know, tweeting threads or, like Dustin said, wanting to discuss and have an opinion on every situation and being a a sounding board for every situation that, you know, ties into your gender or your race. It's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming to try to take on the world's problems when you're barely making it taking on your own. So it is a delicate dance because... I'm learning that focusing on my own problems is the only way that I can get through the day. Mm. I can't take on anyone else's. So, but I'm I'm also, there was a, a documentary, and this is what the next question comes in. There's a documentary, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, it's on Netflix, and I think it's called The Witness, or Witness, and it's about a young girl, have you heard of it? No. Oh, because you, <laughs> the way you sat up... <laughs> 
Oh, no. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> it's a doc, basically, um, of a young girl that was stabbed to death on the street, right? And there were tons of witnesses, people seeing it from the window. It was like a New York City street, you know, if it's on the New York City street. Imagine how many people are witnessing her screaming uh, and looking out the window. But because everyone was minding their own business and kind of apathetic in a way, you know, like, oh, shit, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know why she's out there getting stabbed. Nobody helped her. Not mm-hmm. one person came downstairs to help to see what was going on. To, you know, help fend off the, the guy, which I know is scary. You imagine someone getting stabbed. Like, do you think you'd be the one that would go downstairs to get in the way or fight him? Or, you know, not very many people call the police. And it's just always that idea of, ah, someone else will do it. Right. You know, oh, well, I'm sure someone else will. So that's the tricky line of when does your apathy of minding your business start becoming harmful to your community? You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that documentary fucked me up. Yeah. The girl died. She died right there on the street. And there was a point where the assailant actually ran away because she was screaming so much. But you know what happened? When he got up the block and he, like, kind of waited and he was like, damn, ain't nobody come down. He was even shocked. And he came back to finish the job. Wow. Someone could have helped her in that moment. Someone could have grabbed her and nobody did. That's inhumane. He came back and finished the job. Wow. But that spoke volumes to me because I am in a very, I'm in an interesting space right now where this is the first time in my life that I am focusing on myself. We've discussed this before. Like I'm always in relationships or used to like putting my family first And I decided last year that this year, like uh, from 34 to 35 and and on, of course, that I was going to put myself first and make myself a priority in my life. My health, my body, my career, my mind, my emotional, spiritual health, all the aspects, a holistic regimen. And it has changed my life. This is the most successful year of my life. I'm able to help my family and be of service because I am paying attention to my needs. It's the only, you know, when you're on the flight, they say put your oxygen mask first in order to help everyone Mm -hmm. else. Same code. So, but then you see a documentary like that and it makes you think like, but how harmful is it though? When you are really in your zone and not really like, caring about what's going on in the world you know all these issues that's a def- that's a different issue to me um and obviously the documentary else. is like very specific like not someone even, being hurt but i mean yeah. on a larger scale right just in general like just a prime example right like one of my friends is a vet right retired from the air force went to a veteran's office um for some help with something or whatever and the person who was at the veteran's office was so cold so nasty, so unwilling to dig deep, so unwilling to even listen, just very, just just cutting them off, um, just unreasonable, just totally uninterested, looking down at her phone, just completely Damn. dismissive. 
And at a certain point, it's just like, well, damn, are you even trying to help me? That's why I'm here. I need your assistance in getting something filed, whatever, X, Y, Z. But she just had no concern, and someone else had to step in and say, wait a minute, this isn't right. Actually, come down here, sir. Let me help you with this, whatever. And everything was worked out and worked out quickly. But because she was so dismissive and not even aware, really, of what was going on, she just, like, lost an opportunity to help, which literally was the purpose of her being there. She was at work right. to provide that service. But I think people are so calloused at this point that they just are, I don't know, just desensitized maybe, would you call it? I don't know. Like, they just they check out almost. And to me, it's something wrong with that. Every day I'm on the raggedy-ass train in New York City, mm. and I see people let older people Stand. Stand. Pregnant women. Pregnant women. Oh, yeah. Stand. Daily. People on canes. Stand. This lady, I make jokes about wrist canes all the time because it's just something funny about, like, <laughs> wrist canes can be used. You know what I mean? But this lady was literally on wrist canes. And this, this nigga literally, and he wasn't black. He was just a guy, so mm-hmm. I'm just saying that word. But he literally sat there and let the lady, like, struggle. I got up so fast and, you know, it was hard, but again, because I mind my business and at this stage in life, in this part of my life, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've decided to avoid conflict. I didn't right. say nothing to him. But believe me, I stifled the urge. It was on the tip of my tongue to be like, God damn, nigga, you see her and you just going to sit there? Like I see that every single day. So people have just lost. And that's actually, y'all know, it's, it's in the Bible. They say, you know, men will be without fellow feeling. And that's really going on. Like people have lost a general sense of fellow feeling. And it is because, just like you said, sometimes they take that notion of minding their business too far. They use it inappropriately. Right. I believe in minding your business, okay? And damn sure don't believe in you minding mine. <laughs> But at a certain point, you know, there's a human component that comes to play where you should do something or help or show concern. Yeah. Mm. I kind of get confused on how people get past their business, though. And maybe I I have to recognize this within myself. But, like, you know, when somebody kind of is out of order with something, like, how do you get there almost? Because in my mind, when I think of, like, legalizing gay marriage almost, like, how is that okay to just say that, oh, well, we can't legalize this and, you know, because of what y'all are doing? Like, that is wrong. Like, to even say that that's wrong, because it's it's a subtraction to, like, you know, it's less than to not allow that to be the same. And it's always confused me and fucked me up because it's like, whose business is this to allow this to not be? To decide it. Right. For you. Right, to just mm-hmm. say, no, y'all can't get all this stuff because y'all are the same. And that's not right. Like, it's not even just y'all the same and anything logical. Like, nobody's backtracking and say, you know what, we could just go ahead and let this be a thing. Why is it such an issue? And I think that's the other side of the spectrum. People who really should mind their business <laughs> and are in positions of power, unfortunately, that can decide, you know, how them not minding their business is affecting people's actual lives. So it's, I mean, it's That's there's so many to levels to it. But, you know, because you guys know I'm non-confrontational. I just don't give a fuck. Like, it, it's just, you're not going to control my day. I work so hard to cultivate my energy from the morning, the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep. So the allowing you to change that is just, it's something I won't allow. It's not happening. 
And this is because of how much I've been through the fact that I can even still be a nice person. <laughs> like my mom always says it. She's like, I kudos to you because she knows that my life has what well, they say has not been, been a crystal, crystal stare. stare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've literally had one of the worst uh what are the, uh, hands you could possibly have been dealt. And I'm still respectful and I try to uh, be aware of the words that I use when I'm speaking about people, when I'm speaking to people, words I speak over people. Like I'm mindful of the energy I put out because I know of the heavy energy I've been given. So you only know how to feel that when you've dealt with it. You know what I mean? So I'm very, that's what fuels who I've become now. But there are days, like I was at the nail shop and this white lady went off on the Asian nail tech. I mean, off. Oh, God. She went, you know how Trump is like waking these mm -hmm. little monsters up. Mm -hmm. She went off on a tirade because when she gave the young lady a tip, I guess it, I mean, it was a shitty tip. I think she had spent maybe... $70 and gave the girl like two or three bucks. Damn. And you know how hard those nail techs work. Right. They're in there day in That's and day art. out. You know, and the fumes that they're taking in, like, come on. And I guess the girl laughed, or not laughed, but she did whatever she did that <laughs> the white lady just got set off and started making fun of her and her accent and just being wow. terrible. Mind you, I'm sitting there like, this is a white lady. I'm not trying to get in the middle because, you know, they get riled up and then call the police. And then you, before you know it, your ass is in jail just because of a nail tech argument. You know, like I'm always thinking right. how much worse it can get. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't help it. And I started yelling at the white lady. Yes. You got to do <laughs> I that. Did, and you guys know me. That's so not where I'm at. But I could not fucking help it because what I saw was my mom. Mm -hmm. I saw an immigrant woman that, you know, is here in the States trying to... She's really young, barely speaks English. And I just... I see my mom whenever I see any of these women. So, I, you know, as I've mentioned, mm -hmm. hotel, women, the maids. That's my mom to me. So I, the lady was yelling at my mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I went off to the point that the lady was shook. And she got up and just left like she walked out she was like fuck you and i was like, Ex like i got like in her face she walked out and then all the asian girls came up to me and were like thank you so much you know like we can't believe she would do that we just didn't know what to do because no one was helping this girl no one reacted you couldn't help it it was it just took you over it took me over and granted it felt personal <sighs> you know i had my reasons on why it affected me but i think you know I don't know. I think things are going to affect people differently based on your life story. Right. That's the reality of it. There are some things I may see that to someone else, they'll get riled up. And to me, it's just another day in New York City. Right. So, you know, but I do wonder, like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes even like the spiritual people I know, they're so disconnected from the world to the point that sometimes I look at them like they're low-key crazy. Like, the most terrible shit can be happening and they're very like, yeah, well, I just have to meditate about it. And they're so like lax. And But I do see that they're ma they're able to cultivate this incredible energy where they really just fuck with themselves. Like, I don't fuck with the world. 
but they've been able to do that successfully. They're like emotionally really healthy for the most part. Obviously not all of them, but the ones I've met. But then there is that weird part though of like, how do you not care about anything? Yeah, right. Like anything, like nothing. I remember Erica Badu used to get slandered all the time because I think someone asked her how you feel about Trayvon or something, and she said something along the lines of like, she didn't say I don't, but it was something that was kind of icy. But I understood where she was coming from because I understand that world. Mm. You know, that world like when of... ASAP said something like that, too. Well, about... no, not ASAP, because ASAP <laughs> ain't at home meditating about shit. <laughs> He's oh, just like, all them dudes. Right. Thinking, about, thinking about what's on your mind while you're getting your hair braided don't you count. Know. He meditating <laughs> over some white woman. He meditating over some white woman no, somewhere. No, we ain't comparing ASAP for Erica. Now. He, he just didn't give a fuck on some Harlem shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, but even even in that, even in... But even in that, even when he's you look a Harlem at, dude that's like, you know how hot I, I work to get where I'm at. From I the don't hood, I'm not fuck. going back like that whole mentality. And he's in Paris, and he actually, you know what? You brought up a good point because he got in trouble when he was asked about, I think, uh, Black, Lives, Black Matter. Lives Matter, right? That, and yep, he was like, I'm... "I'm not thinking about that shit. I'm in Paris," and even though he caught heat, I understood where he was coming from in the sense that he's like, "Y'all don't know the fuck I've been That's through, exactly... and I'm in Paris, okay, working on my album." with my Balenciaga, whatever rappers like to talk about in their songs. And so, yeah, of course he's going to catch heat, understandably. But I also low-key was like, I get it. (laughs) I get it. And then on another note, with him being an artist that was performing and stuff, like he wasn't following the news. And he was probably like, keep all that serious shit away from me. And not that that makes any of it. Yeah, he's just trying to stay afloat. Okay, but it's like sometimes, and not to compare this to that, but when I be on the train... I be feeling bad as fuck that I can't give every bum on the train Word. something. Yeah. Like That's so some, real. Like, I feel like if I have a roof over my head and I'm full, like, I should be able to give somebody something every now and then. But I be feeling... And I do. And, and I feel bad every time... But if you gave time, it to every single one that came in... This is what in. I'm saying. Like, like, sometimes I have just hit a cup, like, I just hit 50 cents in a cup, and then somebody will come right behind them on the next car, and I'm like, I can't. I'm sorry. Like, you know... I just and I wish that I could. My brother told me a story today. Today, y'all, he was going to donate. He had cleaned out a whole bunch of clothes uh, from from his house or whatever. And he was going to take him to a drop off center. And when he got there, this guy approached him and he said, "I think the guy was was um, you know homeless or whatever." And the guy was like, "Hey, um, what size what size stuff you got or something like that?" And the guy was tall. And my brother said he just the guy's energy. He just he liked it. Like he was like, you know what? I got a bunch of good shit over here. He was like, and I got such and such size. What size shoe you wear? And the guy told him it was the right size. My brother was like, yo, today is your day, dog. Come here. My brother Aww. gave him, like, all this shit. That's you so know what dope. I'm saying? Like, and they had, like, an exchange or whatever. And he was just saying how it felt so good mm-hmm. to do that. He was already going to donate the stuff, but to have that, like, connection like that. Of and course. do it. It was just an amazing feeling. So, for me, some things usurp. Um, my position of mind and my business, like how ASAP Rocky was able to take that stance or whatever and be vocal like that. While I do, I, I don't even know if I can say I get it because I do understand. You know what I'm saying? Him having a different I focus. I don't think it was right. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think yeah. anybody in this room thinks it was no. right. I think it was terrible to even speak on it if right. you feel that way. When the fuck? It- I, I just feel like when it comes to like. 
that's just I don't know. I, the same the way you reacted to that lady berating that other mm-hmm. lady. That's how I feel about black issues, like in America or whatever, around the world, really. But like for him to say that it didn't matter to him because he was over in Paris, even if thinking about like what he had been through, that nigga, that should make you even more motivated to be vocal about what's right and what's wrong for black people in America right. today. I agree with and that. And I just I can't. These people that I think is cool to be so open with these um, opinions and perspectives that do nothing to advance black people in America and that bring um, focus and highlight to negative things about black people in America. People willfully doing that, I just don't get that. I have a problem with that. And that's why people like Whoopi Goldberg, who is somebody that I have the utmost professional respect for. But when she went on The View berating DeRay I did not for what he said about that. the apparel of the Too AIDS, much. bitch, if anybody in the world should know why it's not cool to talk about something like that on a platform like that, it should be you, Whoopi. You've said how hard a time you had because of how you looked. You know that. So for you to say that about him, knowing the type of work that he does, knowing where that comment came from, even if you didn't get it, didn't understand it, you could have reached out to him. You could have handled it differently on camera, on television, in front of all of those people. I just didn't think that was cool. I don't ever think it's cool or space for a black person with high visibility like that to tear another black person down in that way when it's not deserved. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand something or you disagree, that's one thing and that's a conversation to be had. But what she did, that was inappropriate. And so I just, that and what ASAP Rocky said and other things that other people have said, chilly, stupid ass, talking about all lives matter and all that other shit and talking about, well, I didn't really mean it like that. We watched what you said in depth. So where is this coming from and why are you forgetting what you've done and what what happened? You read history books, you got family, you're aware, you know what has happened. You know, other people have said that they, I, I've never been experienced racism. You know it exists. And you know that other people have. And you know it's a problem. And you've had to been under a rock to not know the All Lives Matter conversation at this point. Come on, chill. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Um, but so I get many, people are busy, but ain't nobody that busy. Outside of being busy, a lot of people, like, how, like, honestly, I feel blessed to be in this space with y'all to explore a lot of the things that we talk about. But I don't think a lot of these artists even really sit and take the time to explore and say what's going on and what that means. Because, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for ASAP or Chili or anybody because at the end of the day, like, they are where they at and they got there (laughs) and they have to deal with a whole lot of shit being there. And as good as that might look to a lot of us, there is a lot of bullshit that goes behind it. Mm -hmm. Even with June's Diary and Monica and that whole shit, like, I don't think it was an easy decision for anybody to like. I don't think anybody sat and said, "Yeah, we're gonna sign it. We're gonna go on tour with this, you know, dude who might have touched some people." Da da da. It might have just been like, "We going on tour. We booked. This is a job." And then later on, the conversation might have come back up about this um, person being a monster, but they might not have explored that. Might, oh, that was alleged. We don't really know about that, and that could have been the end of that. And you know, when you're surrounded to where you can control your settings and what things are, and be like. I don't want to hear nothing about that. It's all about work when we come in the studio and we cutting these tracks and we doing this tour and that's it. Like you can easily just be super disconnected and and caught up in that mind your own business bubble. And I think a lot of it has to be with what your responsibility to yourself is when you're having self-talk. 
Because if you're just surrounded by a lot of people that might be yes men and they're just so, yes, yes, you don't have to explore shit ever. And you can be ASAP Rocky and be like, I'm out in Paris. Fuck Black Lives Matter. Like, as opposed to someone being like, hey, um, like, imagine you on, you friends with ASAP and he about to say something about uh, Black Lives and be like, yo, don't even say nothing because you know you ain't read none of them articles. Don't even <laughs> right. talk. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then at least somebody could say, he admitted that he had no idea what the fuck he was talking about, but but it's like people get in these positions and they just are supposed to say something, so they say whatever, or they're too scared to say anything, so then they looked at for, like, why didn't you say anything? But it's like, sometimes they can't, and they just do. And I think it just goes back to minding your own business. A lot of these people should just say, you know what, this might sound irresponsible, but I don't know. And you know what, if if this is something you feel like I, as the artist, should carry up for, maybe I'll do the research. Or I am going to focus on my music, and that's not me. Like, I feel like a lot of people should just take that stance to say, that's not me. And I think it's hard to do and it's hard to get there, but too many of us are wrapped up in saying the wrong shit because we got we might have been put up in the mind drawing business bubble, but then dipped out of it when we shouldn't have. And I'm glad you brought up Whoopi because I that did really bother me. Cause she has this platform. And although I'm not someone that's confrontational, I'm I don't really like to like I'm the type of person that doesn't necessarily focus on what I don't like. I'd just rather tell you what I do like. That's kind of how I run my brand. So the odds of you, I think when we talked about Tony Braxton, that was why my my palms were sweating because I was right. so out of my element. Like I would never want to talk about like knocking and I, how could I? Like that's terrible. I literally lost sleep. I was like <laughs> that was awful for me. Because what I pride myself in is that I don't like to shit on people. I don't like to talk shit about people. I don't like to judge. I really, it hurts my heart when people call someone trash or say someone's canceled. Like, I don't, I don't do any of that because I rather use my platform um, to focus on what is working and give fuel to the things that I feel should be at the forefront. That's sort of how I work. So that's why when Whoopi did that, it kind of was like, whoa. And obviously, no judgment. She has her reasons for why she does her shit. I don't know, Whoopi. But for me, it was like, you have this dope-ass platform and you're using it to knock one of us? That's wild. And people were like, yeah, but her job is to discuss pop culture and she has to be fair. It's not like she can only talk about white people. You know, that was like a lot of the arguments I saw online. Oh, my God. But my thing is, you could talk about pop culture. That's fine. I mean, we all do it, but... I just don't see myself tearing down someone, you know, that's in that visible position whose life is in danger all the time. He's always getting threatened. You know, he's in a very delicate position with right. cops and and white supremacists and the alt-right. You know, it's just... And her saying, like... Fanning the flames, essentially. I don't know. It made me really uncomfortable. But that's another thing. I guess that's the last question. You know, I tend to put my energy in supporting. Like, that's... I guess that's my revolution is to help create the platforms, help create positions, help uh, create jobs, help give energy. Like even last week with the wellness segment where I mentioned um, Teak's uh, web series, you know, to and they actually hit me back and said that you guys listening gave them like almost 10,000 views. Yes. And even on her Twitter, she's almost, she you like 800 of you or something followed her. 
hasn't even been a week. <laughs> you guys did that. Right. You, right. you guys did that. And so that's my calling. Like, that's what makes my heart, like, beat is to figure out how the visibility that I've gained, how can I use that to help uh, someone else kind of not have to deal with the same bullshit I've had to deal with to even get here. Thank you. So if I can help you skip a couple steps and keep pushing that ceiling up and up and up with every opportunity, like that is kind of like what gets me motivated. I'm not really like going to be like writing think pieces or arguing or, or judging or calling people trash. or. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. Like I haven't, it's something I'm kind of working through because sometimes when people do get mad at me and like I saw one girl was mad at me. She's like, you know, I just hate that you're always like, no judgment, no judgment. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating that you're mad at me because I choose to not be mad at people. That's interesting, you know, and it's a very it's something that I'm working through because I get that a lot. And I'm like, you know, I I choose to focus on this on this side of life. Because of how hard life is, I'd rather focus on the beautiful energy I can create. But I get how when you are a spiritual person, people can view those rosy sunglasses as fucking annoying. <laughs> like, you know, it's like that uh, episode we did about toxic positivity, <laughs> which is such a funny term to me. But so, you know, I get it. And I'm not one of those people that if someone's hurting that I'm like, just stay positive. <laughs> Think positive thoughts. I have a whole tour that's based on us studying our dark sides and shadow work because I know all about it. I don't avoid it. I'm not sitting here playing in the fields of flowers while people are dying, you know. So it's not like I'm oblivious. But do you guys what do you guys think is is choosing to be helpful versus um, combative? Is that a bad thing? No, because you just finished telling us a story where you could not fight the natural urge to stand up in defense of someone who is being wronged. So this is not a declaration on your behalf that you are going to ignore, you know what I mean, treacherous behavior against people who cannot defend themselves. This is not a declaration on your behalf that you are going to be aloof as you move through life and act as if everything is okay and good for everyone. Right, yeah. This is you saying that you are choosing to put your effort and your energy and exert force into creating things for the greater good and helping and aiding other people. Now, anybody that has a problem with that has a problem in general, which is a problem for themselves, which is why I'm going to do what we just finished discussing and mind my own business, <laughs> and I'm not going to worry about their ass. Right. You get what well I'm saying? Said. You continue on doing things the way that you're doing them because, like you said, it's more important to you to commit yourself to this work in aiding and advancing the wellness of literal people, strangers to you. You have a natural knack and calling to be that nurturing for complete and total strangers. Why in the fuck would you spend time dragging somebody yeah. or, you know, doing all that shit? You don't have to. And anyone that expects that of you and acts as if you're wrong for not doing it, that's how you know they're not for you. And, that's just and I that. guess the bottom line is... Be a revolutionary however you're called to be yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. For some of us, meditating at home is how we contribute to, like, the vibration of the world as, as a whole. And that might seem lazy to someone else. And it might seem 
unbelievably powerful and beautiful to another person. You know what I mean? Like I get on a spiritual level how me being at home meditating, I'm one less uh, negative energy and frequency that's being put out and contributing to the world in a dark way. That's beautiful. Mm. Imagine if everybody did that for five minutes a day. (laughs) So there's beauty in people that are tapped into themselves. That's why I don't judge. I understand I understand the think pieces. I understand the revolutionaries, the people that want to be in the front lines, but I'm just not really that person. So I have to contribute to the world with my personal strengths. And I think that people have to be more respectful of what that looks like for everybody. Well said. Especially the part of people being respectful of what that looks like for everybody. Because when you aren't minding your own business, you're being disrespectful. (laughs) And it depends on how it looks for people and where they're at. It's not helpful. And I don't think people realize that. And I think where we feel like we're being helpful and we don't see that we're being harmful, it can really take away from the experience for both people. But once you realize that you are being harmful and you actually try to do the work to become helpful, and if that even means removing yourself from a situation for both parties to be, you know, at the highest high, then I think that more people should think about doing things that way too. Just because it's not going to be good if it's two people being bad. (laughs) <laughs> so if I can sit at home and meditate and be the positive one and come around you and you're still negative and then give you some positivity, <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Because you can do bad all by your damn self. <laughs> don't you don't need it. no help to starve to death. Have you ever heard that song? Mm-mm. It's a blues song called I Can Do Bad All By Myself. <laughs> Look it up. It's homework, y'all. So that's it. That's it for this week's Hot Button Issue. Just something to consider. And I know we've talked about this before um, in different ways of just how you can contribute to the world in your own way and figuring out what that is and then being strong enough and brave enough because it takes bravery, Lord, to stand in what your truth looks like. And the only way you'll know what that truth is is how it feels to you, Mm. bottom line. So something to think about, point of reflection. Those of you who agreed, disagreed with us last week, it's all, it's just conversation. And at least you guys were respectful, I will say that. Um, so that's it. That's it for this this week's hot button issue. Now let's move on to the wellness segment. We're gonna get to well, 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 <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna segue into it with an ode to ye old Ashley Banks of Fresh Prince fame. Come on, mind your business. Down. That's all. Just mind your business. Oh yeah. <laughs> I that. And now, <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. So I have a question for you guys. This is always my favorite way to start the wellness segment. No, Putting damn. y'all on Thank the spot. You. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. So here's my question: How much water? Do you drink in the day? Even though I will say I see two water Not bottles enough. next I drink to y'all. Water. Are oh. you intentional or do yeah. you just drink water when you drink it? Or are you intentional? Like I have to drink a certain amount of water a day. I'm into like sparkling water. Mm-hmm, so too. it makes it easier for me. Even though it was nasty when I first tasted it, it was like beer without alcohol. <laughs> but, like, I love it now. And so it's my beverage of choice if I'm not having it. The only other thing that I will drink is cran apple juice because, I mean, that's like oh holy, God. the holy key. <laughs> but I drink water all the time. And it is intentional, but I do drink a lot of water. But are you aware of how much you're drinking or no? No. I know I'm drinking more than, what is it, 64 ounces a day? Well, it's different. Say? 
It's different for people. I think, yeah, yeah based on like your weight, weight or something like oh. that. I think I drink enough. I'm peeing all the time. If peeing is an indication, and I'm bad. Like clear. Oh yeah, crystal, <laughs> crystal. Oh, please, what bling, bling. <laughs> I drink. You know what? I can gauge my attitude based on how much water. That's I, so. I'm not even real. kidding with you. That's why I can notice. Like when shit is awry, I've been like, you know what? I have not had enough water today. I'm dehydrated. I can sense. You know how when people that have that those hunger pains or they get real evil when they ain't mm-hmm. ate? Like, Dustin. Like part of that <laughs> part of that goes into hydration too. Of course. So where where, where are we going? You about to give me a you secret. Said, where are we? Because you no. know, I'll be I'll be feeling it. It'd be cosmic. I'll be like, oop, I have not had enough water for this <laughs> argument. I have not. Not for this argument. No, I asked because um I mean I always drink a lot of water. That's something that is. I love it because the sounds. I'm drinking water right now. Look, I'm I'm looking at you drinking. Okay, I don't want no trouble. Right, I have. I'm always. uh, I've always been a water drinker. Obviously, after my illness, it became more intentional in my day. I was like, "Girl, you are never going through this again." But uh, recently, I started feeling overwhelmed by my schedule. And I, like, tweaked my diet, you know, changed my sleep schedule, like, trying to sleep earlier. Just a lot of, like, little tweaks like that. And they all helped. But I still was feeling so fatigued. And I was like, what could it, like, what else can I do? You know, I've been, like, working out a little bit harder and still feeling fatigued. Like, my body cannot seem to keep up with my current schedule and my energy levels, I should say, more specifically. So I was like... I wonder if I should increase my intake of water. Just like intuitively something said, try drinking three liters, you know, between three liters and a gallon. Not so much a gallon, but mainly three liters of water a day and see if that helps at all. So I went um, on Amazon because Amazon has everything. Amazon is king. Right. And I typed in three liter water bottle. And there's really cute, you know, a bunch of cute water bottles popped up that are like three liters. So that's why I asked you guys, like, are you intentional with the amount where you know how much you're drinking and you're almost like seeing it visibly, like with a goal, a set goal? I've never really done that. I always just kind of knew, like I'd eyeball and I'd base it on my body. Like you said, you know, if you're like not feeling good, if you're angry, whatever, or kind of dehydrated. So, but I decided to be more intentional and I switched to this three liter bottle. I've been doing it for about two and a half weeks. And you guys, I'm not even going to like look up articles on the benefits of water. Like that's not even the point. (laughs) Like I always say, I am my source. I know the truth by how it feels. You guys need to drink three liters of water, at least as a minimum. I know everyone's body's different based on your activities every day and your weight and all these things. But I, like, everything changed. Like, I've been waking up and my energy levels, it's like I've drank coffee, like a Red Bull. Water is amazing, but the impact... Because it's breached your system. The, pack, the fact that it... <laughs> I'm laughing because like, Dustin and Santa keep drinking water. Because you're, you're a well-oiled machine. I know everything you talk Yo, about. Look like, when. it makes... Like, I was telling Maya, I'm like, water... <laughs> Dustin just chugged, like, a liter over here. The, <laughs> like, we know this. We hear it all the time. Drink more water, drink more water. I was already drinking, like, around two liters. I don't know what it is about three liters. But my energy levels have been off the charts. Like, I... Ran the next day, even after I started drinking the three liters, I ran two miles 
in like under 20 minutes, which for me is like pretty fast because I am I have slowed down how much I run because I have knee problems now. But I was like a bat out of hell. Like I ran it, felt amazing. I've been going on nightly walks. Like my energy is just like boom, 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 boom. My skin, of course, looks amazing. So it's helped with that. But that's just a perk. Um, you are sweat. Like when I was working out, obviously, like I'm sweating more. And then you're using the bathroom, of course. You're peeing. So you're like releasing all these wastes. So your body is just like moving. Like you said, you're like a well-oiled machine. I feel like my circulation is better. I mean, it is drastic. And even my ability to focus on my to-do list, I'm like blasting through everything. It just, it literally feels like I took a pill that just, like, opened up more of my brain. You know how that movie, like, is it called Limitless? Limitless? Yeah, and it's a, show, a series on Netflix And now. you know they actually, like, sell the pill now, which is kind of funny. It's oh, on Amazon. Scary. I don't know how. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> test it. <laughs> I was reading the reviews because, you know, I was curious. But I was like, friends, don't do that. Um, but it felt that way. It felt like a portion of my brain had been opened, like a, a a slight percentage that I hadn't been using or was unable to tap into, like just adding that extra liter. And the fact that it's so intentional because of this bottle and someone on Twitter, because of course I posted a picture was like, you guys, you got to drink at least three liters of water a day. Um, and I ended up looking it up because someone asked like, oh, what's the bottle? And it's, it's gogreenbottles.com. Mm-hmm. And they have a ton of different colors. It's BPA-free, so the, the plastic of the bottle isn't toxic, or at least it's less toxic, I should say. Um, and it's just, y'all, like, I don't know. My ability okay. to focus and my fatigue. Like, I just was feeling very fatigued. Like, I wasn't. You know those mornings, sometimes you spring out of bed, and then there are mornings where Dustin is chugging water. We need more water in here. <laughs> I'll be tired, shit. You know how there's some mornings where you just can't get, like, you trying, you put in five and three more minutes and two more minutes and snoozing mm-hmm. and one more minute? Mm-hmm. Like, who the hell puts an alarm for one more minute of sleep? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> how you know shit is bad. <laughs> You're like, just one more minute. I am tired. <laughs> Can I tell you something really embarrassing on why I know this works? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, like, maybe was it last summer or the summer before when I, like, drastically, like, Lost finally... Lost Halloween. Right. Yeah. So I went through that that's stage another before perk, of course. when I was younger, and it was because I just increased my water intake. But the reason that I increased it was, this is the stupidest shit ever. I think when Christina Million was first popping, she was on Cribs or something. Mm-hmm. But she randomly was like, I drink water every day. Like, I drink uh, water before, when I wake up, and I drink some uh, right before I go to bed. So I just made it a priority Christina to make sure. <laughs> Look, and on Twitter, um, like, two years ago, Chasing Jason, shout out to Chasing Jason, he's a personal trainer. He would tweet every morning, like, have you had your uh, uh, water in the morning? Yeah. So I would just always make it a priority to have water when I uh, when I woke up, when I would go to bed, when I would see Jason tweet about it, just when I felt dehydrated, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to die. Let me just do some water now so I don't uh, wake up dead. No, and it, I mean, <laughs> so I don't wake up dead. You know, when you're when you about to get in the bed and you're like, oh, let me just, I'm I don't so mad wake at you. <laughs> and just even for those of you who are into fitness and work out on a regular basis, my soreness 
I'm not sore because it's like the water is lubricating my joints and my mm-hmm. muscles to the point that, and you know, even when, if any of you played sports, the coach would always tell you drink a lot of water so that you wouldn't, during like seasons where you're conditioning, like before the season starts, the coach always reminds you to drink hella water while you're conditioning because your body, your muscles are kind of like reactivating and you need to take care of them because they're tearing while you're lifting and working mm-hmm. out. So, we know all these things. That's why I'm like, I'm not saying anything new. It's just the fact that like I'm being more intentional with how much I'm drinking on a daily basis. I am seeing the difference. There it is. And then for women, menstrual cramps, no cramps. I'm talking about you're going to no pee cramps. and be like, no. oh shit, my cycle started. Like no cramps whatsoever. So many benefits that it's like, I'm just like mad at myself for not having... <laughs> I just wish I would have been drinking water sooner. You know, I'm like 70 years old, just figuring this out. But um, I always kind of went back and forth. Like, I'll drink two liters and then three liters on a good day or a hot day. You know, like, it was always dependent on my mood. But the fact that I got this bottle, so I fill it the night before. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, it's already there. And then I just start kind of, you know, knocking out as much of it as I can. Yes, I'm always in the bathroom (laughs) because it's a lot of fucking water. But I will say going into week two now, it's not as much. It's like my body's beginning to process it. You know, it feels like it's a muscle. Like you just have to get your body used to it. And so, yes, I'm going to the bathroom a lot, but not, it's not crazy. And low-key, it's a check-in because when you go into the bathroom— it's just amazing feeling. And not for nothing because, you know, you got to see what color your urine is looking. Yeah, your body— Because that's just an easy indicator of how healthy you are. Yeah, even your poop. We should do a segment on that, what your poop looks like right. and what it means. These niggas talking about they don't want no cloudy diamonds. <laughs> And they pee looking like Martinelli's apple juice. What's wrong with you? Priorities, priorities. Right. But just, you know, like I said, I didn't want to pull up no articles on the benefits of water. I just wanted to give you guys exactly what I've noticed just in a little under two weeks. Uh, increasing my water, my daily water intake to three liters specifically has done for me. So just want to put that out there. Like I said, the website is gogreenbottles.com and they have the gallon bottles. They have three liter, two liter, one liter. I got the three liter one. And if you feeling fatigued or like you can't hang with your schedule, trust me, you may just need to increase your intake of water. It's very simple. Try it. I know some people like, I don't like the way water tastes, which is the funniest thing to me. Because it ain't getting no damn taste, but good. <laughs> but, and you know what? If you're going to drink water, I don't want to be that guy. I, you know, I'm going to mind my own business. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to drink water, drink water, okay? In addition to, you know, the little crystal light packets and stuff. <laughs> or people put fruit. Yeah, I feel like you should. Well, you know, you could drink the water with the fruit, too, if you want. But, you know, just water by itself ain't so bad. So good. And it I is. don't drink cold water. I drink uh, room oh, I, temperature water. Mm-hmm. Cold water is only good, like, at certain times if, if you're it's hot cold, as hell or right. something yeah if it's too cold sometimes it's like i don't like it i don't like how it makes me feel when you, it hits your chest and you kind of like sink in like uh. right <laughs> but like you know that. they say you're not supposed to drink water that cold anyway because it shocks your system but that's exactly what it feels like it's doing so i've always just stuck and even for artists like for your throat and your voice and vocal cords you always yes. stick to room temperature water which is what got me started with that but just want to put that out there. Very simple, very basic. So you're 
and water this week? Yes, very simple <laughs> and basic. Okay. But I think it's one of those things that is so easily overlooked because of how basic it is. I love it because Asante and Dustin literally keep chugging water. <laughs> and it's good. Right, so that's it for this week's wellness segment. Check your water levels as you're listening to this. And since it's probably early, just keep it in mind for the rest of the day. So now let's jump into Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week, Asante? Mr. Music Man, back with another icebreaker. <laughs> so I'm about to break you off with that ice. <laughs> so icebreaker in the email, shout out to Nicholas Johnson. Hey, y'all. Inserts out some compliments. I like that. <laughs> if you had to remake a TV show theme show, oh. which show would it be? And which artist slash artist would you choose? For example, I would remake the Proud Family theme song using Kalani and Chance the Rapper. And I just think that that would be super dope. You know, the uh, Proud Family theme song was sung by uh, Solange and Destiny's Child and them back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, like, to hear, I think Kalani would be really dope on that. I could hear her. And I can, hear, I can even hear Chance doing, like, a little uh, spoken word rap. I see the twins coming down the street, <laughs> the Proud Family. Like, just something real, <laughs> like, oh, Chance. This is a real Chicago-oriented show this, these days. This is a funny one. Ooh. I think I kind of have mine. But you go ahead. Okay, I, this is going to end up going a few rounds, I feel like, once we get it started. <laughs> right. So for my first one, this is about to be random as fuck. In the spirit of Proud Family and Solange, <clears throat> I would love to hear Solange remake the Dawson's, uh, Dawson's Creek uh, opening theme song. <laughs> that was the song, I don't want to wait. I can tell you. Can't you hear someone doing that and killing it? I felt like that would have been like the shit. <laughs> Give me Mary Jane Blige Ooh. on the theme song, The Family Matters. Wait, it's I'm trying a to hear it. tradition Ooh. in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Mary would mangle that. She would take it apart. <laughs> Mary, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> my favorite singer, one of my favorite songs. I mean, shows. So, songs. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh, Show this is a lot of pressure. Who y'all got? Um, okay, give me the Wonder Years. <gasps> <laughs> Remember? What um, would, would you, you do, do if I, I sang out of tune <laughs> like I'm doing right now? <laughs> would you stand up and walk out on me? Oh, that song. I love that song. <laughs> who gonna sing it? Let's yeah, let's who? give that to hold on. I'm trying to match the voice. Hold on. Who who would slay that? I'm hearing a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Miguel because I feel like I, I always I was trying say to not think Miguel too. I was like, not I'm like, Miguel. don't say Miguel. I was going to say like Galan or somebody just to not say Miguel. Because his little Ooh. growl is so perfect. Somebody no. do Sampha. Actually, that's kind of lit though. Right? That's kind of lit. Maybe BJ, the Chicago kid. Oh, mm. okay. Maybe BJ, the Chicago I like kid, I right? Like I like that. You know, BJ has been putting out some tracks lately. Or my dude, um, Ro James. Oh, Ro James. He could give it a cool rock edge, and he has the range. Yes, he does. Right? What about Riley Burris? 
I you know think what? She could really do Riley it. Burris could Talking redo. About the wonder she years. could do. <laughs> no, she could sing the uh, Mary, uh, the Medicine Woman uh, theme song. With uh, who was that? Uh, when you walk <laughs> down the road. With, uh, her, uh, was that Doctor Quinn, the Medicine Woman? <laughs> Riley fucking Burris singing the, the theme song to Dr. Quinn. It used to be, what was her name? Was it Delta? No. Delta Burke. I love Delta Burke. Delta Burke was so what sweet. What happened to her? I think. Um, Touched by an angel. Wasn't she on there too? <laughs> With Della Reese? No, is oh, that no, a different show? No, uh, 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 Della Reese is the one who is saying the thing. Delta Burke is from uh, uh, Designing Design Women. Designing Women. I and love you know Delta Burke. And you know what? I was actually just talking about Designing hey, Women. What? It wasn't Designing Women good. You, it was so okay. funny. Why were we watching that? No, really, um, really? We watched such gross... Like, even watching um, the Golden Girls. Like, I laughed yeah. thinking how many of us were watching that as kids. It used to, to be funny. And Fun. Empty Nest. Did you ever oh, watch I love Empty Nest. And the dog. What was the Do dog's you know name? Empty Nest was a spinoff of Golden Girls? Yes, they I were the neighbors. They were the next door neighbors. I never. I just learned that recently <laughs> on the Twitter thread. His daughters were so funny too. <laughs> that show Empty was Nest awesome. was good. I, friend, I should have known you guys. That was a good NBC comedy. Empty Nest was good. Well, why were we watching that? Think about it. These old white what? people. <laughs> no, but let me tell you, on Designing Women, Meshack, the dude, the guy, the black guy. Oh, he, oh my god, yeah, he was funky. Dineva. It's amazing. Uh, only Rafi Dineva should play Meshach Taylor's role in Designing he, Women when they do it. But you oh, know what? Shit. I'm not mad at that he because I that. loved him in, um, oh my God, nobody's going to know what the fuck this is. The Mannequin Movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mannequin, yes. Yeah, you were such an 80s kid. Was Bruce Willis in Mannequin? Uh, he might have been. Or no, he was in Moonlighting. <laughs> That was a show. It's some totally. I don't remember the love interest. I just always remember it was some bullshit with that mannequin bitch. Oh gosh, <laughs> mannequin was, so was good. Funny. He was the bomb in that. I'm gonna use him for one of my looks or something. But friend, so who gonna this sing? This was the, the era of Daryl Hannah. Remember, she was oh, like in yes. every movie. Yes. What was the mermaid was movie she that did? That was her. Wasn't that was it? yeah. Um, she was the, the mermaid. Yes. Where oh, she squeaked and Tom things Hanks? would like crack. Remember? And she was in love with old boy. They played all the time on TBS too. God damn. Splash. 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 Oh, Whew, I was my like, oh, forget God. that. And do y'all remember Overboard? Overboard with Goldie Hawn oh. when she oh, told yes. the man in the psych ward, oh, amnesia? shut up and eat your checkers. Remember? Because <laughs> she was with all them. Okay, if you're going to bring up Goldie Hawn, what was that movie where they were the, uh, the best friends and then uh, they had the spell? Y'all ain't going to know Pocus Pocus? No. <laughs> they were best friends and they would drink the Eternal Youth Elixir or some shit and they were both oh, on with, Tiny um... and Shekinah's Road Trip. <laughs> With Bette Midler. Yes. Bette yes. Midler and Goldie Hawn. Oh, um, Ruthless People, Other um, People's Money, something. Witches. No, Wh- but, oh, but witch. did, oh, but do you remember Witches with uh, Angelica Houston? Yeah. yeah. Angelica Lo- Houston. Uh, I've he- always been obsessed with her. She's so vibey and cool. I am so mad. I would love to see days. her argue with um, Gina Torres on screen. Wouldn't it be good? <laughs> That would actually be so good. Really Wouldn't popping. it be good? I would like They're that, They're both actually. so regal. And then yes. have Marlo Hampton come in oh in, in, in the middle. <laughs> you said regal. <laughs> <laughs> but not How the How did Buick. we get here? How did we get here? We are so oh, the rabbit hole. Oh, because you were going to say who was singing the one, the theme song to the Wonder Years. Oh. But we settled on Rose yeah, James. Either okay. Ro- yeah, I think I'm going to settle. Well, I don't know. Anthony settled. Hamilton. Ooh. Why you laughing? <laughs> Faith I Evans. Faith Evans would mangle that. I mean, she would. I could totally hear her singing it. 
I hear a guy though. Oh yeah, that part. Okay, literally. literally. <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna be done. Earlier today. <laughs> Yo, Dustin be taking me down. He can't help it. He just goes and goes. Like <laughs> you, you, you pull a post in. There's another one there. Just keep on oh god! Like Go a ahead. box of tissues. Earlier <laughs> today, I don't know. <laughs> Two ply. <laughs> Earlier today, I was watching the damn uh, That's So Raven reboot uh, on oh, YouTube, Raven's back. Home, mm-hmm. and it was actually good. Is so um, Orlando on it? He is not. He is not <laughs> present. Orlando will not be. Orlando seen. didn't bloom. And, and, huh? let, me tell you, and let me tell you, I was at, thinking about it because they cast. Okay, so I'm going to get this shit away. Y'all ain't going to watch or go watch and pause here. They um did it where Chelsea, her best friend. And uh, Raven, they had failed marriages, so now they rooming together. Damn. And so the little son, Raven's son, I was like, is that supposed to be her and Orlando's child? Is he supposed to come through here? I'm confused. I, don't, I was just terrified by what was supposed to happen. <laughs> but uh, it's a cute show. I can't believe I was Raven's I had to tell somebody. That's funny. Whew. Yes. Well, that was it for the icebreaker turn <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, any listens lately? Um. Oh, gosh. I was telling the guys earlier that I now have a newfound appreciation (laughs) for the mumble rappers of this generation. They are amazing to work out to. I've been working out to, uh, what is it? All my friends are dead. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah. love Lil Uzi Vert. I want I want to sit and like eat Pocky with him. Who Coochie Hurt? Pocky. Coochie Crack. I thought that Coochie was his name. Who Coochie Hurt? Coochie Crack. I was like, Uzi Vert? What the hell is a Uzi Vert? Oh. But I've been listening to, I made a playlist of all the mumble rappers. It's called <laughs> Flex Like Ooh. Okay. Which is Lil Pump song. You know we saw Lil Pump. Anyways, he would go into another okay. tangent. We, me and Jade saw him. She of was like, course. She was you like, and Fran, Jade do not him. go up to him because I wanted to be like, flex like. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Did you add Ugly God to your list? Yeah, water. 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 Speaking of Jade, <laughs> shout out to Jade. Ugly God's water is our song. <laughs> She put me on the ugly guy. <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'm a dyke. Boozy ain't like a dyke. Strapped up like a dyke. She said that one day uh, Tristan, <laughs> she said Tristan was was, was, Noah. was brushing Noah's teeth in the bathroom and all she heard was water. Water. He was like, he was like, all right, first I put the I put the poop space on the water. I brush my teeth in and I take water. Like teacher know the song, but the kids version. He was like, and then you turn on the water. That's great parenting water. right there. Yo, I love that. Also, dead. let the record reflect that Jade of all Jades had the pin tweet of her reading um, a Dr. <laughs> Seuss book so to Noah <laughs> along to the rhythm of Gucci Mane's Lemonade. Like with the track playing in the background talking about added a little Gucci. They are like, shout out to, shout out to, to Jade, Jade and Kia and the Getting Grown Pod. They yes. are yes. hysterical. Getting grown. But all that to say, all that to say this. <laughs> that you've been listening to. That I have been, you know, I, t- I retract all my previous statements. Playboy Cardi, like Magnolia. Yes. And even, I know he's problematic, y'all, but I'm just running to him in the park. Um, Kodak Black's Tunnel Vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's hard to understand what why my doctor keeps me a little baby. What do you say? I need me a little baby who's gonna listen. That song is live. So I'm a little late. 
No, I don't. It's the How About That Girl. <gasps> no, he did Oh, God. She's in the video? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm over it. <laughs> I want to, I would love to, you know how they have like battle raps and shit? I would love to get on stage and trade insults with Kodak Black. <laughs> I really would and I feel like he deserves it you know what I'm saying he totally does yeah I would I would love let's shoot a fair one shout out to Kodak Black let's get in we the ring we need to get y'all on Wild and Out I would out. get in the ring on Wild and <laughs> Out and like go back and forth with Kodak Black that would be so much fun all in good fun I'm a yeah, good yeah but they're funny to run to like all these like ignorant ass songs I even put um, what is it t-shirt Migos, uh, Migos T-shirt. Mm-hmm, Who mm-hmm. else I have? Of course, I have uh, Bad and Bougie. You got Lil Yachty on there? No, he's too <laughs> slow to run to, bro. You know what? <laughs> and, and look, not only that, the fucked up part is he be rapping off beat too. So if you run in <laughs> to the fucking beat. It, the minute he start rapping off beat, you kind of might start tripping up nah. your damn self. He will fuck you up. I tried. Ooh. I no lie, I tried, and I I was like, this is slowing down my miles. So. Everyone else, though, I'll, that's my shit. And, of course, Bodak Yellow. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Say, little bitch, you can fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. I hope she can get some sort of award this year. <laughs> She's lit, She deserves man. it. That's She's a wonderful song. Dope. She needs some sort And I like of Lick. I feel like people don't talk about man, Lick. people slept on that Lick. That song is so good. And I'm actually surprised that Bodak Yellow was bigger than Lick. Because I actually low-key like Lick more. But they're, more <laughs> they're both dope, though. <laughs> there are more, more punchlines in um, Bodak Yellow that people can fuck Bodak with. Bodak Yellow just makes me feel like I am just on go. Yo, like and, I, and listen, that's why I told people online. I was like, you got to make a playlist that gasses you. Like exactly that. That mm-hmm. makes you on go. Like I be running and being feeling stank. You know, like I just be. You have that, that little zone. attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that that kind of helps. That's why, like, obviously, I would never promote a lot of these artists because they're terrible and they say terrible shit. But low key, when I'm running, there's a, a certain aggressiveness that they have in their songs. Mm-hmm. It just kind of helps me pull out that like masculine side. Yeah, and it just helps. That's what I've been running to, so that's my listens lately. <laughs> Dustin, what you been listening to lately? I've been stuck on Meek Mill's album. Hey. Um, Wins and Losses is really, really good. He has a song called Heavy Heart that just really hits home. Um, I just, I love it. The song with him and Young Thug, Jeffrey did his thing. As soon as you come on, you hear him in the background, like the Braxton sisters, you know, <laughs> killing it. And so I, I just, you know, it's like just good. Sisters. Yeah, Meek Mill's album is good. Tiana Taylor does her thing on the album. Her I vocals heard. are amazing. Yes. I did hear that Come one. back to the music game. Yes. It's just good. Meek Mill, it's, it's, it's a, such a departure. He's really rapping about, if you listen to the lyrics and the things that he's saying, he's just rapping about real shit. So just it's, as a, a hip-hop rap music fan, it's a good album. I'm happy to hear that because he is. needed to make a comeback. Shout so. out to Meek Mill. He did. Cause they need to make a, a, a setup from a setback because he damn sure <laughs> retreated. Oh my God. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Cardi. Okay. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Looking Is like you caught it? a what? Looking like you caught a meat. Looking like a caught a. I've just, and also, let me just say, I know we've been talking about Escape. You know, for I the past few weeks. I'm just, I am fascinated and stuck watching these YouTube clips of their performances, their recent performances. Where'd they perform at I recently? can't stop. Just the past, you had the Detroit shows. Oh, I you had to look that up. New I Orleans. I haven't seen any. 
And I've even revisited the BET Awards performance. There were moments. Tiny came out rewind. swinging out the gate. I mean, just. Yeah. Vote like. So I've just been having a moment watching all the, like, these escape too. performance I seen videos. Any of them. That's all. I've been stuck in the past. So actually, <clears throat> because of Tidal, okay. Okay. I've been, you know, utilizing it and such. I've been listening to a lot of oldies. You know, they had the Ultimate Sade collection on there. Because mm. you remember last week I was stuck in Holland Oats land. So I was like, you know, let me see what Tidal got for me. <laughs> and I was listening to Anita Baker. Mm. Um, shout out, uh, double shout out again to Getting Grown Pod. Uh, a couple episodes back, Jade was trying to sing. Anita Baker, and you could not understand what she was saying. And so it just made me say, you know what? I love Anita Baker. I need to revisit yes, the catalog. R&B legend. Yeah, I like her voice. And I was playing Anita Baker at a party. And I'm not going to say who did this. And she was confused with Gladys Knight. Okay, <gasps> What? So black people, you know, there are still goldies she had to be and young. oldies out there. There are people out there that... You can just revisit the catalog. There is just no shame in saying, you know what, let me go back and see why the hell my mama would not stop playing these damn songs or why I would hear this song in the barbershop and, like, why all these grown-ass niggas, because I used to, in Atlanta, the barbershop, they used to play Sade. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be like, why are wow, these... Wow, the barbershop? In the barbershop, it used to be niggas on niggas in there just busting out the, the clippers and shit Class. everywhere and Sade playing. I'm like, why is this even happening? But it was Sade. Like, it was undeniable why it was happening. And I just, you know, I've lived with that my entire life. But so, for y'all that missed out on the train and said, I thought she was born when I was younger. So I switched off the TV. We'll switch it back on Hello. and revisit the magic and understand and appreciate and, you know, get a little culture. So I just had to say that because Sade is Sade and also Anita is Anita and Gladys <laughs> is Gladys. So and Gladys we, still sound good, too, today, all right do. now. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Except and, for one. And side note. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that inside boob, (laughs) (laughs) we almost gonna get through this. I promise. I'm almost done. Uh, shout out to everybody. I have fun. Oh, God. Um, can we can't even say that anymore? It just don't sound right without saying. Um, if you've listened to JoJo, because I've talked about JoJo a few times, um, on a mixtape that she put on SoundCloud two years ago, maybe. Love Joe, there was an Anita Baker cover on there. Nice. Okay. Um, if you have not heard that, go and check it out. I'm not going to say which song it is because people, someone didn't know that this was an Anita Baker song. And I just think that this is crazy. So if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, please go look. Because I don't want to give this away. I don't want people to be like, I don't know what he's talking about. And to go, I want y'all to go get the culture yourself. And bring it back because it was actually a great project too. So shout out to JoJo who I keep shouting out because she has the range. She does. She can. That's a singing ass. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep her in the Always right direction. Has. She can sing. Always. So that is it over here at the Music Man Corner. Um, oh, last but not least, the playlist will be up on today. Hey. So if you are listening to the episode, it's up. Dustin, let's go on, on over to the movie land, TV land. <laughs> I said movie land because I'm obsessed with movies right now. So, loving hip hop Hollywood is back. Oh God! And right, Mona back? is back on her bullshit. Yes. Who's on it? You have Hazel Lee, <clears throat> Masika Kalisha, I believe is her middle name, Monice, Tierra Marie. <laughs> you have Lil Fizz, Ray J, Safari, 
um, Miss Nikki Baby. Lyrica. You have um, a couple of newbies this season, but you also have Keisha Cole and her husband, Daniel Gibson. I said husband. Wait, they're back? They are back. They are not back together, but they never got divorced. And he is now actually living with her. He decided to refocus his career. He left the NBA and he moved to L.A. to start rapping. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so he came to I live with her. I find him so handsome. Very much so. I always Absolutely. have. Like, some really <laughs> handsome man. Yeah, black salute. Keisha did, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Wow, he left the NBA. He did. He left the NBA, and he's now pursuing a rap career. Um, him and Keisha are living together. And what I like, shout out to Hey Friend, Hey. What I like about this, right, <laughs> is the fact that <laughs> <Dead>. <laughs> what I like is the fact that they have this um, this level of support for each other that usurps and surpasses like any sort of personal problem or issue they had. He needed somewhere to stay, and he went and stayed with her, and she let him right back in, and they're co-parenting, and it's working, wow. you know, for now or whatever, at least for this episode. So that was right. something good to see. Their son is absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. Keisha was previewing tracks in the studio. You know I love her music, so that was good to see and Sounds hear. Good. Oh, my God, yes. Her oh. voice actually sounded better. Mm. And somebody that was watching it with me made a note of it. So I was like, well, it must not just be me. Maybe I ain't biased. <laughs> okay? <laughs> she sound good. Shit. So, but anyway, that's good to see. Um, there's so much I could say, so much I'm not going to say. But oh, okay. What Isn't I will Bridget say, Kelly on it this year? Uh, nope. You know who it is? Brooke Valentine. But I think Bridget is supposed to Is she coming? coming? Maybe she's coming down the season. I saw someone congratulating yeah, her. Yeah, I seen That's that too. That's the homie. And I saw someone uh-huh. um, tweeting her like, oh, I'm so excited to see Bridget. I was like, what? Well, Bridget. good for her. Yeah. And I can't wait for him them to introduce her. They did introduce us to Brooke Valentine. Um, oh, on this shit. episode. Girl fight. Yep. yep. And she also has a really good song called Cover Girl. I don't think anybody ever listened to it, but it's like her singing on this over this guitar. It's the jam. And mm. it's like it's a really good song. But anyway, um she's on there with this um music mm. producer who she's dating and been in a relationship for a year. She finds out in the first episode that he is still legally married when he told that her that his divorce was in fact final. His mother is the one who revealed it to her. Just more bullshit. You know, I was excited to see Brooke Valentine because I felt like, you know, she had a legitimate music career and there was going to be some, I don't know, just some substance there, I guess. And I was kind of let down in the first episode, but I'm looking forward to more because she really is talented. What happened to her? She says that she took time off to raise her son. Okay. So I get it. You know Fair, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's what she did. And so now she's back, but she's on fucking loving, she's on loving hip hop Hollywood. <laughs> so, you know, that's Hollywood. that. <clears throat> Monice is back. She's in a relationship. Mm-hmm. She has a girlfriend that she's been with. They actually are very happy together, and it's working with like her relationship with her son and her son's father, Lil Fizz. Um, they're all co-parenting together, and there's harmony there. Um, I am one of the people that actually likes Monice. She's very <laughs> no-nonsense. You know, I just, I like that about her. She has her issues and stuff. But, but she's beating everybody up. Yeah, but you know, you know, I like her. <laughs> You know, and I love you for that, baby. (laughs) You know, it's good, you know. Um, So that is good to see her. Who else? Um, Alexis Sky is on the show. She is Fetty Wap's ex-girlfriend. Girlfriend, I don't know. They always, it's like a koozie sweater of people. But um, Fetty Wap's ex-girlfriend, she was on there. 
and she has her I mean she has her guns ablazing towards Masika. So oh, she's wow. literally oh, looking for her right. that she um, I was like, right. why? <laughs> so that's been good. It's a couple other why interesting storylines, but you know, I just it's love and hip hop Hollywood. And as far as love and hip hop Hollywood goes, it's good. I'll put mm. it to you like that. It Hazel is. E has already gotten on my last nerve. It's a lot I could say about Hazel E, but I'm not even about to be mean and nasty. I just want to say why you here. Can you tell her what like um, what you doing here? Can you tell Fran what Hazel E's boyfriend's name is? Um, Rose Burgundy. And he's 10 years younger Rose than her. Rose Burgundy. Um, he's a rapper in L.A. Rose Burgundy. Rose. Like Nyland. Rose Burgundy. It would be so cute to date a boy named Rose Burgundy. For me to date a guy named Rose Burgundy. It's definitely a cool name. Right. But I want one. <laughs> Great. But how cool is it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's cool enough for me. It's cool enough to carry it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's cool enough. Mean, Asante is going him. a different direction. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait, where's Omarion? <laughs> I don't know. I, I he ain't on there. He's from that, right? Or yep, I he was on there, but you know, once um that song had hit it big, he hit it too. <laughs> That's uh, my, the I song ra- hit the charts I and he hit the road. That. We ain't seen him I since. Ra- <laughs> we ain't seen him since. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Um, shout out to Omarion. Soldier Boy ain't nowhere to be found either. Oh shit, Soldier Boy. Yo, mm, no. I don't know, but it's hammer, bad. Hammer, hammer. Are you going to talk about any of the new people? No. Okay. It's good. I'm I'm excited about the show. It's really good. I love Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I don't know what you are you gonna talk about some of the new people. No, I mean because well, first of all, they're gonna they show a preview for the season. And I hate to say this, but oh, they brought Lyrica and her husband oh, back. Oh yeah, shout A1. out to Lyrica Anderson and A one. I don't know what the problem is gonna be with Lyrica. That shave and, side. And <laughs> that's what the problem is going. That's what I see in the foreseeable future. That's the problem. Well, and her mom's her mom. I remember I saw the. the I mean, her mom is a pit bull. You hear me? All I know is I see a scene where A one and Keisha Cole are working together, and A one got some really good production because I've Mm -hmm. listened to Lyrica's previous projects that he's worked on, and that sound with Keisha. I might fall back in love with Keisha Cole again. That's Aww. all I'm saying. Just to get she back in Anna's corner. Because you know how, you know, uh, he did that mixtape with like a Hello and I think Panties. Was that her? Yes. I think he did. He might have been on that project. Cash, so imagine Keisha doing some shit like that. I just feel like I'm very happy. I'm, I'm. Let's be clear. I was a day one Keisha Cole fan, like of her music. Same. I, I bought her first album when it was seven ninety nine mm-hmm. at Best Buy, Best Biz Eye. <laughs> so, um... I love her. And so seeing her on reality TV, it's good for me because I remember when she had those successful shows on BET. Right. She had like see- multiple seasons of multiple different shows. And even was able to extend that opportunity to her family, you know? So it was good to see her back on television, but I just feel like she kind of needs her own show. She doesn't fit in the cast of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood to me. It's like, you know, she's got on the sequin cat suit and she's turning around, you know, and doing all the shit they do, <laughs> but it just doesn't. VH1 should give Keisha Cole a spinoff and just give her her own vehicle where we can get into it. Maybe she wants she's the building up to that. I yeah. feel like Probably. hopefully they're just trying to do this formula that they've been doing or that, that I feel like they started doing with uh, Remy. Because, you know, Remy, they she was an established rapper and then she did reality TV. It didn't hurt her. So, like, Keisha, an established artist doing this, who actually established artists that's been on TV before. Right. So, this is home for her. Reality television. So maybe Mona is trying to, like, play with the concept of doing this with Keisha Cole, like, already successful TV star, bringing, you know, her old numbers to the new. 
and try to tie it in that way, which doesn't really benefit Keisha in that light. But maybe there is some method to it for Keisha to like maybe get comfortable again while she grows these new legs. Because I know she was saying her new uh, project is all about, um, you know, moving forward where she's going. So 1111 Reset is the name of the album. And I just wish they would have pressed it in the room. So, so because Keisha decided. <laughs> because Keisha's seasoned in that. Because she's seasoned in this TV game, I, I'm hoping she's going to navigate the waters appropriately. I, I have faith in Keisha Cole to... And, you know, that's a lot coming from me. Like, that music is good. I love Keisha oh, Cole. Yeah. She got some songs. I'm, I'm telling, telling you, that yeah. A1, A1 and Keisha Cole, that's going to be some magic. Like, if we get that, you know, if Lyrica, Lyrica, I love you too, but don't, you know, don't ruin beauty. And right. Magic. Y'all could do a song together. Lyrica's actually a dope writer. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to see, because Keisha writes her own stuff. And so I would love to see, she's worked with songwriters before, but like her first album, like she wrote all that shit. That's so dope. Yeah, so like I would love to see them collaborate maybe in that way mm-hmm. um, and see it trans because Keisha has that gift. I'm not going to go too deep, but Keisha's one of those R&B singers that has that gift of being able to translate the song well. Yes. It comes out in the way that she sings it and the choices that she makes. So her collaborating with a writer like that, I think it would be very beneficial. <laughs> beneficial. Did Kanye <laughs> discover her or am I tripping? <clears throat> she was... Kanye co-signed her. So okay, she, yeah. so I'm like, I yeah. remember the them together in a video. She was like, going to be I on tripping? Good Music. I don't know if that ever, like, happened, but it was rumored that she was, like, going to be on Good Music back in the day. So, they had mm-hmm. done some work together. But, you know, she had got her other deal otherwise, and, you know, she was good. I love her music, and I'm really happy to see her back. So a lot of other things came on TV this week, but what I really want to discuss is power. Mm. Now, for those that watch the show... <laughs> This was the week of the weeks. Do you hear me? On power. I don't want to give too many spoilers away for those that have not watched it. it. Okay, fuck it, fuck it. When he killed Charlie Murphy's character in that (laughs) weight room, fuck. I was pissed I knew at he him, was going to die, and I ain't seen I it was yet. pissed because he lost control, and the one thing that was That's what I'm saying. I'm love, like, why the hell would you do ghost, that? fuck. It was like, why, Ghost? You had been batting 8,000. Him and Tasha both lost control, though. Power is such a well-written show. Him and Tasha are both known for their strength. They're both known when as being these unbreakable the people. She took his money, and Ghost killed that dude. So, in a, in a sense, showing weakness, too. Tommy's daddy because we all been figured that out is homeboy um, Egan's dad yeah clearly I'm like, like that's Tommy's dad? daddy yeah and you know Tommy is my favorite like I love Tommy's <laughs> Tommy. approach his style his no nonsense you know I feel like if I was in that line of work you know what I'm saying and he's so not like, like that <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can totally see it, <laughs> and he's not like that in just... real life, which is so fascinating to me. When white boys yes. can like slip into that role, I know this is like dream role <laughs> to be like a thug. <laughs> it's amazing, and he's killing it. He's Yo, doing yeah. a good job. I but Power was show. just good. I'm ready to take my belt and wear Tariq's oh. ass out. I'm ready to make Everybody the little pants hot. He is. He has started so much shit and gotten into so much hot water that's so much bigger than him, but he also was going through something. So, and he's young, he's a teenager, you do the stupidest things of your life, well, some of the stupidest things of your life as a teenager, so I get it. Um, Ghost, shout out to the girl that's playing um, Ghost's daughter, Raina, or whatever, and her facial expressions, (laughs) because baby, she's been going through it. This this whole jail ordeal has been wearing down on her. It's been wearing down on Raina. (laughs) 
It's been wearing her out, friend. I'm only on episode two. She gives you the K Washington quiver. Look, I'm only on episode two, but on episode one, when I saw her say, how could you do this? I thought you loved him. I thought you loved us. And stormed off. I was like, yes, friend, I give it to that. But I like her because she real. And she got that Tasha. She a little Tasha Jr. Tasha with a T Jr. She (laughs) is. Because she's about, she's about, putting the family together and about saving things and, and fixing what she can, even in her own little way. The fact that she's snooping through her brother's things and asking him the right questions. Right. You know what I mean? I just, I like that little like girl. she's sharp. Right. I love 50's character. I'm oh, sorry. What, what, I know. When he was like, um, whatever they say he did, he did, he that, did shit. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did that shit. I don't know why that line takes me down. And he, like, he was like, listen. He did that and shit. the way he just said it so casually. <laughs> <laughs> Who I've been laughing at is Anika Noni Rose. Oh, yeah, she been that, working. First of all, that cop uniform on her, I don't know what it is, but I lose it every time I see her coming down with that cop uniform on. I can't, like, I just, she's doing good. She's such a talented actor. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't take that away from her. But every time I see and hear them keys and the way she be sitting down and, like, putting her arms on, like, yeah. her mid it's just taking me out. She acting. I'm telling you. She it's got that role on lock. So, and Very Lala, Lakeisha, <laughs> you know, Lala, you know, Lakeisha, you know, her Lala part. She blunts. doing her part, you know. It's just, Keisha. I love, this is just a really good show. And I was fascinated by the performances in the courtroom from an actor's perspective. Mm. They were nailing it. As much as I hate um, the guy that actually killed Greg Knox, the cop, I can't oh, think of his God. name. The agent. Detective. Not, yeah, the, um, the detective. The, yeah. As much as I hate him, when he was cross-examining um, Ghost on that stand, I was I started, even though I was so caught up in the story, I transitioned and started watching it as an actor. I couldn't help it. Mm. And he was fucking it up. So it's just been He's so good. Actor. The Spanish one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's dope. just been good. And I fuck Angela. I hate Angela with all my heart. You know, I'm not she saying what choke. these people are doing in real life is right. <laughs> I understand how you can be uh, mad at sister. the character. You know, so that's it. And that's all I want to talk about in TV land really? today. You don't Do want to talk about Insecure? Um, <laughs> I think that a far better place for people to get talk about this season <laughs> of Insecure would be the wonderful podcast <laughs> Insecurity hosted I see by what you did there. my girl's friend and Crystal. <laughs> you know, so, so you can check out that talk. Kelly Stell, Keisha Pass, Nikki, what the hell are you? You know what I started watching because of Fresh Alina? Um, Survivor's Remorse. Oh, yeah it's, it? yeah, it's funny. On Stars with Tashina Arnold. Yeah, and, she's yeah. been talking about it. And I was like, I love Fresh Alina, first of all. Shout yes. out to uh, Neck of the Woods. From and Crunktastical. Uh, I used to love that site. But um, she was saying to watch it. It was a good show. So I was like, let me watch it. Because I, I already have Stars from my Amazon subscription. Oh, and I started. What? Yeah, they have stars. You can add it. Oh, you can add it. I thought she was about to say it's included. I was like, damn. Oh no, no, no. You you know how they let you add channels. Yeah, I'm gonna do That's that. That's how I've been watching still. Power and American Gods. Oh, okay. But yeah, I started watching it this week, and it's cool. Yep. Yeah. It's funny you... and it's a good story. Yeah, a... I still have to catch up. I only watched like maybe half of the first episode. But... It's good. Yeah, I'm on episode two right now. And yeah. all we Y'all have to say is to Sheena Arnold. So right. come on now. Right. We watching. That's Pam. Shit, mm. <laughs> and not in a bad way, like that nigga on the airplane tried to say. <laughs> you know, it's Pam. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. But that's it. So now we're gonna move on to what you guys want to know from us, and the asking for a friend section. What you got for us, Asante? 
don't forget to email us as per usual at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. With that said, the subject of this week's email is Corporate America Tried Me. <laughs> wow. Let me start by saying I work in a melaninless corporate environment where I am the only black female under the age of 30. And I have a sizable amount of authority. The other black women are on their way out to retirement. Anyway, after eight months, that's 32 weeks, 160 days of having red dreads at work, and I'm talking Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., it finally became an issue, a dress code violation, like today as I'm writing this email. Wow. Mind you, I interviewed with the same hairstyle, and I've not changed it since. I'm currently in the process of transferring within the company to a different state, and they had the Donald Trump audacity to tell me I had to change my hair by Monday or they could no longer assist me with my transfer. It's currently Thursday. We reading this late, girl. We hope you did the right thing. Let us know what you did. Anyway, again, being that our melanin is limited here, they do not understand the process of a black woman getting their hair done. It's an event and it has to be planned as such. I refuse to be walking around looking like who did it and why because they want to rush me into fitting their outdated standard. My capability to do my job has nothing to do with my appearance, and I'm pissed that after so long, it's now an issue. Should I say fuck them in their transfer or just comply and say, stay on this money train? Yikes. Mm. That's a tough call. I don't know how to tell people what to do with their mm, money now. Where is CB right? from the SoundCloud comment? <laughs> oh. CB could break this shit down. Exactly. Um, Listen, it depends on what's most important to you. You need to really spend some time in your thoughts, um, thinking about everything involved in this, your financial responsibility, your personal integrity, what is the most important to you. Think about why it's the most important to you and move based on that. Um, I don't see a reason why anyone should be able to tell you that you need to change your hair in order to do a damn job. It doesn't sound the most legal, uh, in my in my opinion. I don't know if you want to dig a little bit deeper that way. You know, looking to maybe seeking some some legal you know guidance or counsel in relation to this. But it damn sure don't sound like something that this company would want to get out. You know what I mean? That was going on. So you can do with that what you want. But that's my advice. Uh, Fran, what say you? I mean, like I said, it's tough because I don't know what your financial situation is. So for me to tell you to quit a job, you know, that that's uh, tricky territory. I don't know if you have kids or like see beard, like Dustin said, you know, her situation of not having family and having to be having sole custody of a little brother. Right. I don't know what your life is. You, only you know what is best for you and your situation. What I will say, if it were me, I would personally just not deal with that system and try to find a job that is more accepting because one thing I've learned is if it's not one thing, it'll be another. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start uh, abiding by this rule and that rule, once they see that you're down to abide, then you kind of give them that inch and trust and believe they will take the whole foot because <laughs> I've been there. Sometimes being nice and polite don't always pay. So, you know, it depends on what you what you want to deal with. But just know that it's it, it might it sounds like a lose lose situation. That's sort of my take on it, Asante. You know, <laughs> this is very odd to me because it's it's just crazy that you worked there for so long and they were all out the blue be like, all right, well, for this new position, you have to cut your hair. Now, right. 
the not so I feel like because you have this job, it's entirely up to you on where you at right now. Like if you got the savings and you can say, you know what, fuck this job. And I got some other shit lined up. I can take care of like if you're a single woman, you ain't got no kids. You ain't putting nobody else at risk and you have the time. Then I will say go on ahead and leave this bitch. Because like Fran said, if it isn't one thing, it's another. Like and I kid you not, there is so much truth to that. (laughs) Like, it's going to be your hair today. You're going to show up on Monday, and then your hair gone. Then they're going to be like, oh, well, you're not you're not dressed appropriately either. You need to start doing that. And you might find out you transferred. You're making a little bit extra money, but is it going to deal with all of the extra microaggressions you're going to have to deal with and shit like that? So I feel like maybe this might be a sign for you. Like, well, if you don't want to change your hair, like, why? And you realize, like, I shouldn't be asking myself this because my hair don't affect my fucking job, like, in anything that I do. You should go somewhere where they're going to accept that and celebrate your work and not how you look doing it. Because if they focused on that, then they're not doing a good job them damn selves because they haven't been minding their own actual business by focusing on your hair. Right. Also, I think it's important that you noted in the letter that you have a sizable amount of authority at your job. So I definitely think this is something that it's not an issue right now of you being compliant or not. I think it's a conversation that you can start at this point where you let them know and be very clear about the fact that you are not comfortable with this. You don't think it's something that is ethical for them to request of you. You also make mention of your track, your work, your track record, the things that you've done in the past that have even made you up for consideration for this promotion in the first place, you know, highlight all of those things, start this conversation like, Hey y'all, this, Give them the professional version of, hey, y'all, this is some bullshit. Right. Like, I'm in here anyway because I'm good at my job. Um, it's not right for you guys to ask me this in the first place. So what are we really about to do? Right. You know, and you can always use your your power, use your your weight. Obviously, they they consider you a resource. They want what you have to offer in the professional environment. So you tell them it's either my hair or me if it comes to that. Right. Yeah. And if they can't assist you with your transfer, maybe you can just stay in your position for a little while longer while you get on your feet and figure out what your next step is going to be. Yeah. True that. Because I feel like there is just no way that it should... Like, I, this is something that I dealt with, and because I dealt with it, um, not with hair specifically, but appearance standards in the food service industry, like, for people that had dreads, it would sometimes become an issue, like, because of the appearance... But it's like the dreads actually keep my hair out of my face and away from food. While you have young women who have their hair and their ponytails and the hairs, their baby hairs and stuff still like fly away out the front. And it's like you ain't saying nothing to these uh, young ladies doing this. Right. And, and they were just like, oh, well, you know, it's this because it's uncharted territory and they don't know what things mean. And I don't feel like it, it sucks, but it's almost like you have to sit in the room and be like, this is my hair care regimen. And this is why I do it. Like, I'm not a Black Panther. I don't smoke weed every day. Like, to debunk the system to say, like, my hair shouldn't have shit to do with this damn conversation. So what the fuck is it? I remember I had a job once where I wore my hair out one day, and my boss actually said, meanwhile, white girls wearing their hair out all day long, mm. hair shedding on your pants and your mm-hmm. sweaters. I wore out one day, and the boss asked me if I could put it in a bun because it looked unruly. Wow. <laughs> unruly was her word. Wow. I was stunned. And she was Latina. It wasn't like some white lady. So she was super washed. Yep. She was like, it just, I think it'd be more professional. It looks more kept. I was and see, like, she wow, probably thought bro. she was like helping you out. Right. Like, trying like, to give you the one up. And I looked at her like she was crazy. I literally laughed in her face. <laughs> I bet you and did. I, and I came back the next day with it out. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, you got, like, 
One thing you're not going to question me is my work ethic and, and the numbers that I pulled in that job. You know, like there was nothing you could debate about my work. I've always been like that. So for her to think that that was going to like make me feel away, I'm like, you can go ahead and fire me because of my hair. What do you come on now? But I get it. People go through this all the time. It's sad. It sucks. That's when you say, now let's talk about your motherfucking hair. You start calling them bald headed and all kind of shit. <laughs> you, 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 that's when you really go in. The they dirty talk about changing your work hair. With your boss. Y'all mad because yeah. I got such a thick gray of hair and y'all balding and shit. <laughs> right. Shout out. Email us back and let us know what happened. Yes, please. So for this week's black business, I wanted to highlight a licensed psychologist by the name of Dr. Joy Harden Bradford out of Atlanta, Georgia. Hey. And she has Dr. an incredible Joy. website Thank called therapyforblackgirls.com. Oh, yes. And the intro says, Therapy for Black Girls is an online space dedicated to encouraging the mental wellness of black women and girls. So often the stigma surrounding mental health issues and therapy prevent black women from taking the step of seeing a therapist. I developed this space to present mental health topics in a way that feels more accessible and relevant. Now, obviously, that's an incredible mission statement. So her site alone is a wonderful space for us to have. But what I really wanted to highlight was that she also has a tab, which is how I spotted this on Twitter, that is a therapist directory that has like it's basically a directory, an archive of licensed black therapists that have been reviewed and peer reviewed and like yelped and people's experiences with them have been very high which as you know if you've tried to find a therapist not only is it hard to find a black therapist but then it's hard to find a good one that you connect with because so it's already like okay I can barely find one and then I have to hope that we connect and connection in therapy is very important it's chemistry Mm -hmm. it's in a relationship like any other so the fact that you have an entire archive broken down by the state you live in is amazing so once again that's therapyforblackgirls.com shout out to Dr. Joy Harden Bradford for this incredible resource and definitely check her out and spread the word to everyone around you spread it online let's make sure that it's accessible to everyone that needs it and that's it for this week's black business segment do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here just that you can catch us in London town August 5th we are so excited to be one of the headliners of the shout out live festival in London there are tickets still available to see us on Saturday August 5th you can get those at solivefestival.com and they are available (laughs) for your purchase right now we can't wait to see all your faces in London I am so fucking excited it's gonna be the shit yes Saturday August 5th that's coming up very very soon and if you can't make that you can catch us in New York City on August 19th (laughs) okay at 8pm here in New York City at the New School uh, Tishman Auditorium those tickets are available at thefriendzonelive.com right now for your consumption. VIP is sold out. We are ever so grateful to say those words. But there <laughs> okay. are still general admission tickets available. So check those out. Anybody else got anything? Can't wait to see you guys. Like I said earlier, insecurity is finally back yes. on the block. So definitely support that. Uh, Like I said, it's on every podcast platform you could think of. So check it out wherever you listen to yours. Shout out to Crystal. We had so much fun. Actually, shout out to Jay Ellis and Yvonne Orji who joined us as guests on on the first podcast of season two. And it is 
hilarious. They are so... They forgot we were in the room at one point. We're just arguing amongst themselves. <laughs> <laughs> then they were like, sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's great. It's great. A lot of great energy. A lot of... Uh, a lot of scoop too and behind the scenes of Insecure so if it's a show that you're really attached to it's a great podcast to listen to you gonna to. figure out the ending again I'm gonna try you know she <laughs> is you know she is you know I'm reading into all the scenes and shout out to the good ass music yes can't get over it Cardi B with the, with the look yes. with the feature winning Cardi B so. and I do feel some kind of way as very happily I should make clear mm-hmm. that I was in the episode with Cardi B's music. Yes. It's just, yes. It just works. It fits. <laughs> you know, it just fits. It fits. I love it. So that's it. That's my only shout out. I ain't got no shout out because I'm just over here kicking in, chilling, and just trying to get back to life and back to reality Amen. and reset. Where can they get that playlist though? You can find the playlist pledge. I'm actually, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I always will pin the episode of The Friend Zone. Uh, every week when it's a new episode. So for this week's episode, I'm going to, uh, after I post it, I'm going to tweet the playlist right under it. So you can catch my Twitter at HeyAsante, um, twitter.com slash HeyAsante. It's nobody's first day online. Right? <laughs> Never know. Never know. But that's, that's it, it. For, the, for us this week. As always, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to us. Our official hashtag is hashtag the friend zone keep rating us five stars on itunes you guys are keeping us on the charts every week thank you so much we love you and that's it for us this week catch you guys next week holla 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 stay holla, black holla, holla, your magic holla 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 <laughs> let me holla at you. come here let me holla at you bitch what's wrong with you <laughs> bye, bye.